Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved. Episode 1165, air date January 17th, 2022. This is Dr. You got Good evening, doctor. You got to lower your audio. Good evening, everyone. This is Dr. Shiva Ayodhure. We have a very, very important uh, conversation today. It's about uh, natural immunity versus vax. As many of you know, we invited Bill Gates to this conversation and uh, he hasn't shown up. However, we want to let everyone know that we are here at the Bill Gates building right here at MIT. So those of you who are on Twitter spaces, what I recommend everyone do is you can go and watch uh, all of this also as a live video. And those of you who are not on Twitter spaces, you can see everything we're doing. Also, we're broadcasting live from the Bill Gates building at at MIT. And um, so I recommend all of you can also see because we're going to share a lot of stuff on the vaccines, on natural immunity, and you're going to really get a lesson on the immune system, what Bill Gates should really have learned. And before I go into that, let me uh, introduce, I have a couple of people on Twitter space. We have um, Ken and Suresh are going to be our co-hosts. We have a number of speakers who've requested to speak that they're here with us. We have about 10 speakers, but we're literally going to walk people through a complete uh, understanding of who is Bill Gates. And Why is his name on the building behind us here today? And what does that actually mean? Not only what does Bill Gates' name mean to be on a building such as MIT, but also all the grifters who keep jumping in recently, in the last, particularly in the last year, who were nowhere to be seen uh, in 2020 when our movement, when we were doing all the hard work exposing Fauci, exposing the domestic censorship infrastructure, as many of you are aware of, and exposing uh, the entire election system's integrity. None of these people were out there. And these same people come and hijack movements later. Just like Bill Gates puts his name and hijacks all the great innovation and science that occurs by very, very uh, good everyday people, Bill Gates uh, and the grifters do the very similar things. We're gonna talk about that because we think it's, it's important time that people really get educated, not only on who the obvious enemy is, but who the not so obvious enemies are. And in today's talk, we put this out and we got 3 million, I think people, three and a half million people viewed this. 22,000 people decided to come to today's conversation because we wanted to be bold and say, hey, Bill Gates, you're the one who claims you know everything about vaccines and about immune health. Why don't you show up and really debate a scientist who came from MIT who in fact studied in this building right here at MIT, who got his degree in systems biology. And the reality is Bill Gates is nowhere to be found, yet he puts his name right there on the back of the building, okay? So all of you on Twitter spaces, we're gonna, we also have some slides to accompany because we're not only gonna have a conversation, but everyone is gonna leave here learning quite a bit. And I'm gonna walk you through these slides so everyone understands what we're gonna do today. First of all, we wanna talk about, we're at the Gates building. And why are we here? That's what we want to first talk about. And before we go into that, what would Bill Gates have learned 
had he come here? Well, he would have learned about, first of all, how risk and safety needs to be addressed, that one size does not fit all medicine, which is a medicine that's being practiced today. The area of science and my PhDs in a field called systems biology and Bill Gates would have learned that one size doesn't fit all. The other important thing to understand is that the modern science of the immune system reveals three very important things. And we're going to, all of you tonight, it's going to be a long night, so get ready to take some notes and enjoy yourself because we will make it fun. Um, that the modern science of the immune system reveals that the science ain't settled. Number one, it also, the number two, it reveals that individuals have to become accountable for their own health. And the other thing that it will also reveal, it's time to educate medical doctors. Most of the medical doctors are unconscious incompetence. In fact, in 2020, when we were out there in 2019 and 2020 exposing Fauci, none of them were out there really helping us, including this guy Malone, who now wants to have his cake and eat it too. He literally plagiarizes our stuff, puts our stuff out, but he was nowhere there to be seen in 2020 when we ran the Fire Fauci campaign. We're also gonna learn about factors affecting the immune system. That's what Bill Gates would have learned. You're also gonna understand that your body is a system and health really emerges when the patient and the provider come together. We're gonna to also go over food supplements that can boost the immune system, which we talked about in 2020. Half a billion views went out there. Again, none of these grifters were there because we were doing it independent of them and we don't need them. We're also gonna talk about the system of pharmaceutical development. Then we're gonna go into talking about the documented risks of the mRNA vaccine and the economics of the pandemic. I'm calling it pandemics. And you will see a lot of these grifters start taking our stuff because that's what they are. The grifters are the opposite side of the establishment. The grifters are literally Bill Gates, but in sheep's clothing. That's what they are. And many of them have now come out, including Tucker Carlson, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. And all of these people, people who are false gods, and you're gonna learn about why they're false gods. And it's time we build an independent movement. You're also gonna learn why we need to take a systems approach and why we have to build an independent movement. That's what we're gonna learn. But let me get back to this fundamental question about why are we at the Gates building? Let me go back to that. So if you look at the building back there, we have uh, a working class guy here who, who moves and does heavy labor. And we have Ken, uh, Frank here is an electrician. And many of you know that I'm an engineer. We don't see celebrities up here. You don't see people trying to sell you some real estate gig, okay? Or trying to sell you another product. And that's what's happening now. A lot of the grifters right now are using, talking about vaccines and all this stuff. And they're trying to sell you something. I was on one of these grifter show, a guy called Grant Cardone. He had me on there. We had a massive effect. We got our stuff out and we exposed Kennedy. We exposed Tucker. We exposed all these guys. The next day he puts Kennedy on. But he won't put us on because he's part of the swamp. He really is. But they'll talk about the stuff. We're going to learn about that. But Bill Gates... The reason his name is on this building, let's talk about that. The reason Bill Gates' name is on this building is for one reason. He is not really an innovator. Well, one of our speakers will talk about what he actually did. He's really an exploiter. He's not a scientist. He's not a systems biologist. He's not an MD. He's none of these things. He made his money through exploitation. And through that money that he made, and you'll see the grifters do the same thing. Grifters and Bill Gates are the same. They parachute in after the fact. MIT bottoms up what's built in the 1800s by serious Votech people, right? Like Frank, you went to, MIT is really a high-end Votech school. Vo 
It's a fancy low tech school. Okay. You actually learn skills. And those people innovated. They built 30,000 jobs. This fool over here, Bill Gates, gives 100 million to MIT and he gets to put his name on there. And by putting his name on there, what he's doing is he's hijacking all those innovations, all that science, all that hard work of people like me and Frank and other people who actually do the work. And this is exactly what the grifters do after the movements are built, after all the damage is done, then they come in in 2023 or 2021 and they start talking about, oh yeah, we're against vaccines and yeah, we wanna fire Fauci. Oh yeah, prosecute Fauci. Go look at Elon Musk's own Twitter feed. You will find out he never called out Fauci until 20, December of 2022. So now it's in vogue, it's fashionable, right? Mm -hmm. To be against Fauci. But they weren't there in the cold winter in January 6, 2020, when our movement was out on the ground in New Jersey, fighting the vaccine mandates and winning it. None of them covered us. None of these guys were out there when we exposed the domestic big tech censorship infrastructure. Fucker Carlson was nowhere to be found. And that's what he should be called. Neither was Thomas Massey, neither was Glenn Greenwald, but Two years later, they're pounding their chest. And you will find out that the grifters come in after a movement has been built, after the public anger is emerging, and they try to hijack movements. And what you're going to learn tonight, ladies and gentlemen, not only are you going to learn about the immune system, but you're going to learn about why we must build an independent movement. And just like you call Fauci a fraud, you must call Robert F. Kennedy a fraud, you must call Tucker Carlson a fraud, because these people hijack movements. And when everyone here gets that the grifters and the people who come in later after the public is seized, after the damage is done, try to write books. These are the reason Trump is a grifter. Exactly. We'll talk about Trump. He's the one who created CISA. He's the one who allowed the domestic censorship structure to be created. And now you got Matt Gates and other, oh yeah, we got to bring this down. Well, the Republicans and the Democrats created this. The damage has already been done. So we're going to talk about a lot. Let me go back to that signage up there. You know, some of you may know when I was at MIT, I used to, I ran some of the biggest protests in the, in the, in, in the Boston area at the time. Um, you know, there's a picture of me, I'll show you shortly, uh, uh, burning the South African flag on the steps of MIT. MIT had investments in South Africa. During my PhD demonstration, I held up a sign which said US out of Iraq. We mobilized some of the biggest movements in Boston. I've been doing that since I came in 1981 to MIT, all the way till today. So I would, I really think MIT should take that guy's name off the MIT building. He, this is a guy who collaborated with Epstein. Epstein, as you know, funded the media lab, which is right across the street. These people were pedophiles. They were criminals, child traffickers. But his name is on that building today because he wants to attribute himself. He wants to equate his work with science, technology, and innovation when he's none of that. He's anti-science, he's anti-human beings, he's anti-people, he's anti-Americans, just like these grifters are, as you'll see. They don't do what needs to be done at the right time. They wait and wait and wait. They're pure evil. I really think someone should take his, that name off the building. Yeah. yeah, we should make it ours. Yeah, let's do yeah. it. Yeah, I, I think that, you know, it okay. would be nice if, I mean, by the way, to let everyone know, we're in a two, about a half a billion dollar building in the center of MIT, which is known as the William H. Gates Building. And I think that building, uh, if MIT ain't going to do it, 
I think we should do it. That building should be renamed. You know, I think the building's name really should be the Truth, Freedom and Health Building because that's what we're going to have today. And there we go. This is our sign of protest. We've just changed the name of the building, at least for this talk. We haven't vandalized anything, but it is called the Truth, Freedom, Health Building. Okay? And everyone here, and we've changed the name of the building. There you guys. So those of you on Twitter spaces, if you go on Twitter right now, is it live on Twitter, John? Everywhere, right? You will see that we're broadcasting live from the Bill Gates building. And maybe Bill Gates will come down this elevator, but he's probably not here. He's probably at Davos trying to screw more people up and trying to take credit. Now, why is why did we change the name of this building, at least for this broadcast? The reason we did this is because the elites, the obvious elites and the not so obvious elites are very clever at taking credit for shit they don't even do. Tucker Carlson knew in 2020 about the big tech censorship infrastructure, our lawsuit, did nothing. Now he tries to take credit for it as though he's the one who's exposing it. John, can you please shut that? Okay. So you will see repeatedly that this process continues, that you have this fundamental process of taking credit for things they do not do. And what they're actually doing is exploiting you and I and working people. But what we're going to talk about tonight, ladies and gentlemen, is that it's time that you as an individual start having self-respect for yourself and dignity and we build a bottoms up movement. That's what we're going to talk about. So it's time that names like that guy who didn't earn it, who take advantage of working people, put their names. And by the way, the the, the, the establishment creates these heroes top down. Whenever they see a bottoms up movement, they create a Martin Luther King. They create a Gandhi. The Kennedys are institutionalized, not so obvious establishment. And you're gonna learn that. So the reason we covered Bill Gates's name up there off this building is because it's time that we everyday people stop looking to real leaders who come bottoms up, okay? That's what we need to do. We need to start supporting leaders bottoms up because it's people like Bill Gates who are the true white supremacists, you'll find out. It's not everyday working people. I've been called a white supremacist. You've probably been called one, right? Because we stand for free speech. There are real white supremacists. So let me uh, begin. Uh, now that we got A, to let everyone know Bill Gates is not here, but we have done an act of defiance here by covering up his name on a half a billion dollar building at MIT, okay? This is why we need to get on the ground. We need to build these bottoms up movements. So that's the first thing we need everyone to appreciate. What we're gonna do is we need to get people mobilized. So let me go back to my, so those of you who are listening, you can see the presentation we're doing. It's live on Twitter, YouTube, Facebook. So what, again, we talked about what Bill Gates would have learned today, but he's not here. But what are you gonna learn today? First of all, we're gonna talk about how we got here, a historical overview. You're going to actually learn about, quote unquote, vaccine safety and what is an engineering approach to risk assessment. You're going to learn today about the modern science of the immune system. You're going to learn about the societal and epigenetic factors of immune health. You're going to learn, out, learn why loneliness and depression is the worst thing against your immune system. We're also going to cover stuff about food and pharmaceutical factors affecting immune health. Then we're going to go into the documented risks of the mRNA vaccines. We're going to cover what I call pandemics, the economics, the winners and losers of the pandemic. You're going to learn that Elon Musk was the biggest winner 
of the pandemic, bigger, the biggest. Then we're gonna to go to the future of immune health and what you can do. All right, let's give a historical overview just to let everyone know. Um, some people may not know, but in 2019, yes, in 2019, um, our movement ran the first international immune health and vaccine safety conference. Can you believe that in 2019? Because in 2019, I was invited to the National Science Foundation as one of the leaders, leading scientists on the immune system to give a presentation on that. And thousands of people attended it and none of these grifters were there. It was in 2020, our movement, Truth Freedom and Health, mobilized one of the biggest demonstrations in New Jersey and we stopped the vaccine mandate bill from even being brought to table. We did that. It was in March of 2020 in a tweet and many things, we predicted the devastation of the lockdowns. And we wrote to Trump to tell him to follow a personalized medicine approach, not to do a massive lockdown. And it was in April of 2020, it was our movement that ran the Fire Fauci campaign, hashtag Fire Fauci. It was a year and a half later that Rand Paul and Thomas Massey took up that banner and sent out emails to ask money for themselves. They weren't there in 2020, ladies and gentlemen. These people are grifters. It was in June of 2020, we delivered over 100,000 signatures to the White House, collected by many of you, telling Trump to get rid of Fauci and to not do lockdowns. And on July of 2020, I had policy discussions with people at the White House, told them who Fauci was. They knew all the information. They did nothing. In October of 2020, we ran the first masks and oral health conference, educating people about masks, the microbiome, what they can do to you. And then in May and during November of 2020 to May of 2021, following the hijacking of my Senate election, we are the ones in October of 2020 exposed the government and big tech censorship infrastructure. That's what we did. Okay. We did that in October of 2020, government and big tech, and we exposed the big tech pharma triangle. And in March of 2020 to the present, we have been educating the public on the immune system, on the big tech censorship, et cetera. But look at the dates here. We're talking about 2020, all right? Imagine, imagine what would have happened had, imagine what would have happened had these grifters who have their big megaphones talked about all the things we were doing in 2020. There would have been no lockdowns. There would have been the public outrage then. We would have saved many, many lives. But independent of them, what I can tell you, we were still victorious. Over 250 million people heard about everything we did. Many of you did. We went independent. So please, for God's sake, I can tell you that Robert Kennedy was nowhere to be seen in the Fire Fauci campaign. Nowhere. Tucker Carlson was nowhere to be seen when we exposed the big tech censorship in October of 2020. And if you go to winbackfreedom.com, we have the letters that we sent him about this. Did nothing. Same with Glenn Greenwald. Now they're pumping their chest about big tech censorship. So as much as you want to call Fauci a fraud and Bill Gates a scumbag, please do the same for these grifters. Because had they used their megaphones, we would have had a whole different world in the last three years. But they didn't. All right. So let me, um, I know many of you are new out of the 20,000, 22,000 people I know who signed up. 
we saw that half of you are actually new. You weren't even our followers. So it's time that we probably give a little background on a little bit of historical background and about myself so you understand sort of um, that I'm a serious scientist. I'm committed to health. I'm committed to truth. I'm committed to freedom. Plus, we're going to go and we have our speakers who are going to talk and you'll find out all of these people are everyday people. We don't have any grifters. There's no celebrities here. There's no influencers here. Most of the people here are people who've been on the ground for years fighting, going door to door. And those are our heroes, not someone with 800,000 viewers selling real estate products. No fucking way. We are going to, you're going to hear from everyday people here and everyday people who work hard. We are not going to bow down to false gods anymore. Okay. So you're going to hear from a lot of great people today. And let me just, to set the context, let me just give you a little bit of my background. I come from very humble beginnings. I grew up in Bombay, India. Bombay is a interesting, you can see it, by the way, I have some nice slides. These are pictures. Bombay is a crazy city, thousands of different languages, all different people of different backgrounds, religions, etc. cetera. Uh, but I also grew up in a small village like the scenes here um, where there's no electricity, <laughs> no running water. And my grandmother was a traditional healer, healer and she practiced an ancient system of medicine where she could observe your face and she could predict what was inside your body. And this was called the system of Siddha or Ayurveda. And I'm not gonna get into it, but there's a whole language that they have here to describe the system of medicine. And I also grew up in an India which had a caste system. We were considered low caste, quote unquote, untouchables, which means no one should actually touch us because we're dirty people. Our job would have been to climb coconut palm trees all day. And India has a very, very strict caste system. And my parents were extraordinary people. They broke from that caste system. And in 1970, at the age of seven, I came to the United States and it was one in a trillion chance that my parents broke out of that caste system and they came to America. When I came to America, my parents said, my father, when I came off the airplane said, I said, why did you bring us here? He said one word, he said, freedom, freedom. That's when my parents came here. When I went uh, and because of that, I was very, very motivated as a young child to work hard because I realized in India how little my grandparents had and people had. I grew up in New Jersey where there were everyday working people. I learned how to paint homes. I learned how to do landscaping. I learned to do everyday work and I had great respect for work. So by the time I was 14, because I worked very hard, I was accepted into a special program at New York University at the age of 14. Uh, 40 kids got selected where I learned uh, computer science. This is in 1978 when a computer would fill up this entire room at MIT here. Um, and when I finished that course, and by the way, I had to take the train as a 14-year-old uh, kid all the way into New York and NYU, and I graduated top of the class, which I'm very proud of. But I didn't end there. I got a job working full-time at a medical school in the heart of Newark, New Jersey. Anyone who, who of you who's been to Newark will know Newark is one of the still the poorest cities very segregated, predominantly African-Americans. And most white people are afraid to go there. But as a 14-year-old kid, I got a job working there at this medical school, which is now known as Rutgers Medical School. And in that medical school, um, because of my what I'd seen my grandmother do as a healer, because of the education I had gotten at NYU, I started working full-time doing research on why babies were dying in their sleep. Guess what? Sudden 
infant death. We're talking about sudden cardiac death. So as a 14 year old, I was doing research on babies suddenly dying in their sleep, getting sleep apneas or the heart, you know, the breathing just stops. So I was, I've been doing this research, at least in this field, um, Jesus, 45 years now, okay. Uh, so 59 years old. And I was looking at baby sleep patterns, trying to predict the onset of when the baby would stop sleeping. And we see this now in this area of where suddenly people are what we call sudden adult death, okay? But I was doing this research, but while I was working at that university, I got a profound introduction to systems. And what we're gonna talk about today, the immune system is a system. It's not just one part. It's not just this or that, it's a complex system. But while I was doing medical research, I also got a chance to learn about systems. And that systems understanding came, some of you may over the age of 40 or 50 may remember this, in that medical school, as many organizations, they had this thing called the inner office paper-based mail system where there was the inbox, the outbox. The secretary was always a woman. In those days, women could only have four jobs, secretary, nurse, teacher, what, mom, right? And in, in that university, every office had a secretary and she would report typically to a, a man, a doctor or a researcher. And on her desk, she had the inbox, the outbox, folders, um, she had a paper clip, she had the typewriter, and she would write this thing called a memo to, from. She would literally have to do use carbon paper when she did a carbon copy, CC or blind carbon copy. And these memos were put into these envelopes. They were transported through this very complex system called the inner office paper-based mail system. And as a 14-year-old kid, I was given the opportunity to convert this entire system into the electronic version. Now in those old days, those old mainframes, you could send simple text messages, like little tweets. That's not what we're talking about. I'm talking about taking that entire paper-based mail system, system was a key word, and converting it to this electronic version. And that's what I did as a 14-year-old kid in 50,000 lines of code, work day and night, inbox, outbox folders, everything we see in our modern email systems, and named that system email. And here's all the code which went into the Smithsonian several years ago, there you go. First to name it email, and then got, won a bunch of awards, won one of what was called the Baby Nobles of the time, the Westinghouse Science Awards, all before I came to MIT. Why am I sharing this with you? It's important to share this so people understand that places like, um, no, you can go, come on. Places like, like MIT get hardworking guys like him, right? And guys like me, who are already good and they come here and then Bill Gates puts his name on us. He takes advantage of us. That's why we change it. But anyway, a lot of this stuff, all this stuff, the invention of email took place before MIT. Now, when I came to MIT on the front page, they highlighted three kids. I was one of them as you're seeing in this back and you can see 1981 for inventing this email system. And I was elected student body leader and and uh, the president of MIT said, you should copyright this because at that time, the Supreme Court uh, was not still recognizing software, real software patents, right? Um, software could, had to drive some machinery. You couldn't uh, patent software, but he said, you should copyright it. So here on August uh, 30th, 1982, I got the first US copyright for email. But the key thing was as a kid, before I came to MIT, I had learned about systems. I was working on the sleep system. I created the email system before MIT. Okay, but the important thing to recognize is that this was done in Newark, New Jersey, bottoms up. And where did email come from? It came from a lot of dedicated school teachers, public school teachers who fought 
with the administration in my public school so I could go and work in that medical college from a mentor and from my loving parents. It was in that triangle that email was built, not from the military industrial academic complex. And this story, everyone should know. All right, it wasn't, and by the way, Bill Gates didn't create DOS. He bought it from someone, flipped it and exploited the guy, okay? He didn't innovate like I created email. It's just a fact, you have to give credit where it's due. And I'm, I think most of us uh, want to get credit for what we've done because we don't want to give Bill Gates his credit. But anyway, um, now let's move on to systems. I wanted to educate you on systems and we're gonna bring in one of our speakers, but let me talk a little bit about systems. What is a system? And at truthfreedomhealth.com, we wanna educate all of you on systems because it is the understanding of systems that is really gonna change the world and to liberate you so you can liberate yourself. So what is a system? You see, when I came to MIT, I wanted to do medicine, but I found out that the way that we looked at the body was just a bunch of parts. And at that time, and this is very, very important understanding the vaccine situation is that and still today, the pharmaceutical companies, if you see this diagram, the way the pharmaceutical companies develop a product today is what is a pharmaceutical drug? What is a vaccine? A pharmaceutical drug is a single synthetic compound that typically does not occur in nature. And if it does occur in nature, they add some chemical to it to patent it. But it's typically a synthetic compound that they discover, let's say at a lab at MIT here, they raise 40, $50 million, then they go do test tube testing, another couple of years, then they kill, go kill a bunch of animals. This may take up to six years. If they make it through that, then they go get the FDA to allow them to go test on humans, phase one, phase two, phase three. Well, this costs pharmaceutical companies about $5 billion, 13 years. And in fact, they've been losing money. And we brought this up in 2020. Pfizer's been losing money. They've been losing about $25 billion. They needed the vax, but this is a reason why. But this entire process of pharmaceutical drug development is like shooting in the dark or basically making an airplane and throwing a pilot and ah, if he crashes, oh geez, he died. And if he succeeds, then they explain. They don't really know why these drugs even work. And the reason is the entire basis of pharmaceutical drug development is like the blind men touching the elephant. And this is what we call reductionism in science. And at MIT, they teach us reductionism, but now MIT's moved on to a systems approach. Reductionism means if the elephant is the whole, and imagine you being blinded or six blind men from the story of the king that Buddha talks about, each touching different parts of the elephant. The guy touches a ear, thinks it's a fan. The guy touches a leg, thinks it's an oak tree. The guy touches a tusk, it thinks it's a spear. Well, they would get a very different, complete idiotic view of that elephant. That is called reductionism. And this is a way that modern science actually works. In fact, the problem is that when you look at this reductionist view, this is how those in power are able to manipulate you, the grifters, as well as the obvious establishment. They give you just pieces of the truth. And this is a CIA technique, but it's a scientific misuse of science to manipulate things. And that's called reductionism. So now when we wanna start talking about the immune system, let me uh, 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 tell you something very, very important here. In 2003, the reason I came back to this building here and started working here to do my PhD was in 2003, something very important took place in medicine. The Human Genome Project ended. What was the Human Genome Project? Well, the Human Genome Project is best, those of you who don't have access to the slides, I'll still uh, define it. What happened was in 1993, the Human Genome Project started. 
And when the Human Genome Project started, the theory was that a human being must have about a million genes because they were trying to map out the genes in the human body. And why did they think there were, we had a million genes or 100,000 genes or 500,000 genes in 1993? Because they knew a worm, a little lowly worm, only had 20,000 genes. So if a worm had only 20,000 genes, then a human being must have a lot more genes, right? So this was reductionism because they were thinking the number of genes equals more complexity. Well, as you can see by this graph, and those of you can't see it, by 2003, guess how many genes we have? We only have 20,000 genes. So we have the same number of genes as a little lowly worm. And this completely, completely threw a big wrench into these reductionist biologists because they were under the understanding more genes, more complexity. So we only have 20,000 genes. What does that mean, ladies and gentlemen? What that means is that it's not the number of parts that determine complexity. If I gave you a bunch of strings and I give you a bunch of 10 balls and I told you connect them up, Jason, you may connect them up one after the other. That's a simple connection. John here may connect them up in all different, every ball connected to every other ball. So it's a number of interconnections. So in the human body, we have more interconnections and these interconnections are known as molecular pathways. And these pathways determine our immune system and all these kinds of things. And in 2003, um, people like Peter Hunter uh, were putting forward this idea, if you wanted to know the whole human being, it's not just the genes, it's the proteins, the organs. And we had to start modeling the entire cell because a cell is ultimately an interconnection of chemical reactions. And as you're seeing here, and any one of those reactions can be a bunch of small little chemical reactions and any one reaction you could win a Nobel prize for. So I came back to MIT in 2003 to say, because there was a challenge by the National Science Foundation, which said, hey, imagine if we could mathematically model the whole human cell, figure out all those reactions. We don't have to kill animals. We can really understand how systems work, how the brain system works, how immune health works, how the lung system works without killing animals. And we could maybe even see how combinations of compounds which occur in nature could do it just like my grandmother used to do it. So that's what brought me back to MIT in 2003. And I invented a very powerful technology called Cytosolve as a part of my PhD, wrote papers. But what I had created was a way to completely revolutionize the discovery of medicines, which was we can eliminate animal testing, we can work on combinations, and we can, in homage to my grandmother, we could start looking at natural compounds and seeing the combinations. I actually thought pharma companies would want to use us to get rid of toxicity. And, but they were afraid because my stuff would actually expose the toxins. And by the way, what Cytosolve is, is how we build airplanes. We use a computer before we go kill pilots. And I built an entire framework for that. And we used it, for example, to discover how neurovascular disease works. We discovered an important organ in the brain called the pericytes, which are important, as we'll talk about where the spike protein effects, which cause clotting. We discovered a, and we published. Um, we discovered how when you exercise, nitric oxide is released and how that supports endothelial function, heart function. In fact, we use Cytosoft to discover the first uh, combination therapy for pancreatic cancer without killing animals. In fact, the FDA even allowed it. So I learned how to work with those guys. But more importantly, I used all of this technology in homage to all these natural medicines, indigenous medicines, to figure out how people combine stuff. So if you look at curcumin and resveratrol, 
the active ingredient in turmeric or the active ingredient in red wine, how you can combine them and do combination research to figure out how combinations where you can use less of them to get more response, all right? So it was a systems journey I went through. And in 2020, uh, 2018, as Frank Licata will talk about shortly, I ran for US Senate against the white supremacist, the racist Elizabeth Warren, because that's what Elizabeth Warren really is. And it was that race when we found out that the Republicans don't give a damn about free speech. They don't give a damn about fighting racists. They're just grifters. And still today, they're all grifters. Okay. Matt Gates, by the way, just said, oh, CNN is great. Okay. And what we, and in 2020, when I ran against in the Republican primary of September 2020, everyone write that date down. It was September 2020 when I ran in the Republican primary. We had 3,000 volunteers like Jason and John all over Massachusetts. We were headed for a landslide victory. And that is when on election night, we discovered that the only county I went in, even though we had 3,000 volunteers, raised $2 million, we had 20,000 lawn signs, 10,000 bumper stickers. The Republicans ran a fool against me who was nowhere to be seen. And on election night, we win in the hand counted all white working class town by 10 points. And in every other county in Massachusetts, it's 60, 40, 60, 40, 60, 40, where they use the machines. I never believe election fraud took place in the United States. I got involved by September 9th. I had realized that they, the, the government of Massachusetts had deleted the ballot images. What are ballot images? When a paper ballot goes into the machines, an image is taken, a picture, and the AI on that machine figures out the votes. Well, by law, according to 52 USC 20701, you're supposed to save ballot images. Bill Gates, I'm sure, knows about this because most of his computer stuff is used for the OS operating system that's used. And we discovered they deleted ballot images. I filed a FOIA request, Freedom of Information Act. And on September 25th, the government responds and they say, we don't have the ballot images. We basically deleted them. I tweet this out on Twitter and boom, I'm thrown off. I go into federal court and on October, and I'm still running for office as a write-in. So in the middle of my Senate campaign, I'm thrown off Twitter. Now think about this. I had about a quarter of a million followers on Twitter. Twitter was the way I raised money. And in the middle of my election campaign with still 34 days left, a US Senate candidate is thrown off Twitter. We go into federal court and everyone listened very carefully. It was our movement in Massachusetts during courtroom testimony, and you can go to winbackfreedom.com, all of it's documented, and you, I'll put up the site, is that we found out our election, discovered that the in courtroom examination, when I'm cross-examining the Secretary of State, they are admitting that when I put out that tweet, so I put out, when I had a conversation with the Secretary of State through email, she's admitting that they deleted the ballot images. Well, on Twitter, I shared those email conversations. They went viral. The Secretary of State, I was exposing the government for basically lying, right? Deleting ballot images. In response to that, the government, we found out contacted Twitter and shut me down. Let me repeat that again. The United States government, the Massachusetts government, the government contacted Twitter to silence a US Senate candidate for 34 days during the middle of his US Senate campaign. We went into federal court on October 30th. How did we discover this? We discovered this because I had to represent myself. 
zero dollars we did. We didn't need Elon Musk's $44 billion. So Elon, if you're listening, and Mario Nafal and Matt Taibbi and all these grifters, in October of 30th of 2020, in, in a federal lawsuit, me and the judge cross-examined the Secretary of State and, she, and the judge and I asked her, how did you decide to take me down? They said, we used a VIP portal called the Twitter Partner Support Portal. Everyone on Twitter listening to this, this is in October 30th, 2020. And on the same two weeks before, I told Tucker Carlson about this, that we were having this lawsuit. On October 30th, we told Tucker Carlson about this. We, in fact, told Glenn Greenwald about this and the ACLU. We had discovered that the government has a portal that they can silence U.S. citizens if they don't like what they say. Let me repeat that again. Write it down, October 30th, 2020, in courtroom. And if you don't believe it, you can go to winbackfreedom.com. And the judge was so appalled, he gave us a big victory. The victory was he told the government, you will no longer silence Dr. Shiva using that portal. If you have an issue, you will tweet back at him. You will uh, do bad speech with good speech, whatever speech, not silence people. But let me repeat again. It was our lawsuit right there in October 30th of 2020, which exposes long before Twitter files. Twitter files is a complete sham because when we brought this up, Tom Fitton, another grifter, did nothing. All Dinesh D'Souza, another grifter. Tonight, tonight we're going to call out all these grifters, just like Bill Gates. Bill Gates is a big time grifter. He grifts off MIT. All these other people knew about our lawsuit and October 30th, 2020, they did nothing. Did nothing. Now, let me bring up Frank Lakata here because Frank is a Republican. And uh, let me go over to Frank. Frank, can you, um, can someone, uh, Frank, can you say a few words about your experience with what we went with that election before I go into um, continue with this? Frank? Frank Lakata? Frank, you got to unmute yourself. Frank, I can't hear you. Can you tell him to go? Yeah. Okay, we're going to have Frank Lakata coming in. But as Frank is coming in, let me just show you what we discovered in our lawsuit. We discovered the, not only did we discover that the government has a backdoor portal, but we also discovered that the government we discovered these playbooks that the manuals that the government uses to silence speech silently. Okay. Um, it says that it won't unmute for him. Do we have to unmute him? Why isn't, why isn't Twittering allow Frank to speak? <laughs> Frank, can you unmute yourself? Uh, Nick, can you unmute yourself? Nick? Uh, Crystal, can you unmute yourself? So none of our speakers can unmute themselves. What's the matter, John? What's that? Uh, hold on. Go ahead. Go ahead. Now try it, Frank. Go ahead, Frank. Frank, are you there? Frank, go ahead. Frank Lakata, can you speak, please?
All right. Well, while we're waiting for Frank, uh, Suresh, can you can you say anything? All right. Let me continue here. What we discovered was not only did we discover the Twitter partner support portal, that means government had created a VIP portal for government to communicate with Twitter. Okay. What's that? Okay, hold on one second. Can you hear me now? You'll need to end and restart. Why do I need to end and restart? If I restart this end and restart, so is Elon Musk screwing around with our thing? Tap on avatar to invite someone to speak. Hold on. Ta oh, no one can hear me? John, you can't hear? So should I end and restart? Um, we're trying to figure out what to tap on an avatar to invite. Hold on. Let me say this. Let's see this. We have a mute everyone, unmute everyone. Should I end and restart this? Let's see if I could hear. Okay. Everyone is now unmuted. Okay. All right. So let me start this again. Hmm. Says you're hosting. Right, but where is everyone? 4,300. Hello? Where is everyone? It's funny now, it's not. Okay. Uh, let's see. Today, let's see. John, what should I do? Come on in. What should I do? Hold on one second, guys. We're trying to do the Twitter Spaces stuff. What should we do? Let's ask people. Let's let's get some comments from people uh, out there. What they see is happening, guys. On Twitter, can you guys hear me? You can hear me on YouTube. On Twitter Spaces, can people hear us? What's that? What do you mean got to start? You're in, John. It says play recording, but it's over. Okay, so let me just tweet. I'm starting another one, right? Yeah. Is that what we should do? Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, right after we talked about Elon, we went off. Did you notice that? Huh? Crashed. Okay. All right, so let's just close this. And what I'm going to do is start a new Twitter spaces, right? Yeah. Is that what I should do? Yeah. Okay, so let me just start a new one. Go back down. One second, just stay here. So we're broadcasting live, so let me just do a new Twitter, right? Got it, so I can just do a, what I do right here? Start now, right? Uh, continuing Twitter spaces on Bill Gates, right? Hold on, everyone. We're just going to continue t continuing Twitter spaces on Dr. Shiva. Versus, good time to take a little break, right? Bill Gates. All right. Okay, there we go. 
Okay, who do we, so people should just come in. So you guys can come in. All right, so we're just gonna continue as people come in. So anyway, what we exposed to those people listening, if you're on Twitter, is we expose the entire, um, no, you made to start it up again? Just start recording. Uh, just settings. I don't think you can, right? Yeah, you have to do that. Really. All right, so let me do it again. All right. It said it ended. Yep, one second. All right, guys, just hold on one second. We're going to continue. Bear with us. So, Dr. Shiva, right? Versus Bill Gates. Someone says we should call him Bull Gates. <laughs> right? Continue, continuation. All right. So what do I do? I start this. I say record the space. Got it. And I start now. Bill. Dr. Shiva versus Bill Gates. Continue. You can tell people they come back in. Continue. Skip. Okay, we're in. Okay, guys, we're back on Twitter Spaces. So anyway. What we discovered in October 30th of 2020, not only was his backend portal into Twitter, but we also discovered that there's an entire infrastructure the government has created. And um, that infrastructure, so uh, let's, uh, let's bring in Frank, who's requested at a speaker. So Frank, if you're there, you can just jump right in um, and we'll bring in the other hosts, um, et cetera. But let's just jump right in with Frank and go ahead, Frank, are you there? Yes, hello. Go ahead, Frank, why don't you share with us your experience when, you know, in September of 2020, Elizabeth Warren, when we ran, go ahead, Frank, we have Frank Licata here who's an electrician in Cambridge. Um, go ahead, Frank, you're on. Yes, hi, doctor, thank you for having me. Uh, yeah, you spoke pretty uh, well on the 2020 campaign, but on the 2018 campaign, uh, when you ran against Elizabeth Warren, that's the one that really got me excited. Um, the real Indian challenging the fake Indian. Of course, everybody knows the story. She's lied about her heritage as a Native American. But, uh, you know, she lacks integrity. Bottom line is she lacks integrity. And, uh, you know, I'm, here I am, a Republican in Massachusetts, and I wanted her defeated. And I saw you as the person that could easily do that. Um, but what was shocking to me is <laughs> when I learned that our own party uh, didn't want that to happen. They wanted their top-down controlled uh, public candidate, candidate, and they certainly did not want a, a fighter, uh, a winner. Um, but, you know, we, we had a campaign that was tens of thousands of signs. And, uh, I mean, you sent her a DNA test challenge. I mean, these things were unheard of. In fact, you did it three times. You challenged her. Uh, if she took the test, that she would uh, have your, your 
ten million dollar building, and that caught the eye of the uh, the Trump family. Uh, of course, the grifters. Uh, Don Jr. copied your challenge. Then his father, the president, copied your your challenge. Uh, but you did it first. Let's face it. I mean, you're the one that forced her to take the DNA and failed the DNA challenge. They showed that she she was one one thousand percent. You were more Native American than she was, as you said. I think on a show, you're uh, a, a little feather and a lot of dot, or whatever. You, however you said it. <laughs> but the point is. Uh, after all of that, after all our hard work and our uh, our signs and everything, um, the, the the party essentially uh, you know ousted us. They threw me out of uh, out of out of it uh, for for supporting you when you went independent because they learned that uh, they couldn't control you <laughs> or me. Uh, so um, yeah, there were so many victories though. I mean, when you think about it, the, you you know we got this. You had this beautiful bus. Only the real Indian could defeat the fake Indian. You had her in the headdress on your bus. The city of Cambridge uh, tried to come down on you, and uh, you you fought back and forced them into submission uh, legally. So that was a victory. Um, and then there was a time when you did a stand out in. Uh, no, I didn't do jail time, Frank. Frank, the guy that we took to court did jail time. Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah, the yeah. guy that we took to court did some jail time. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but it, well, the point is, you, you're you're a fighter, and you're 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 bottoms up, and they they want top down. You know, they don't want bottoms up. The, by they, I mean the establishment. They don't want an independent movement. You know, this is an independent move. Okay, I guess we lost Frank. All right. Um, it says everyone is now unmuted. Go ahead, Frank. Go ahead, Frank, unmute yourself. Okay, yep, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, so, so really, in summary, um, you know, the, 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 the establishment of both major parties wants to control the narrative. They don't want anyone coming bottoms up, uh, certainly, like you've, you've done time and time again. And, uh, and and every time they think they defeat us, it's really a victory for us because we show we, we expose them for who they are, you know, whether it's your lawsuit or or any of these things that, that came up. So yeah, so Frank, I think the key thing that I think you're pointing out is just to summarize, Frank, you were a Republican in yes. Massachusetts. You put yes. up thousands of signs for Trump. When I tried to run as a Republican, the Republicans didn't want me. We exposed Elizabeth Warren. Then we exposed the censorship network. And none of the Republicans were to be found. Was Tucker Carlson anywhere covering our lawsuit, Frank? Do you remember any of that? No, none of them were. They, yeah. you know, they, I think initially they try to use you, but then they realize that you're not not controlled. But, but I think so. I think the key thing, Frank, is it was guys like you and us. We built this bottoms up movement, and that's what we want to talk about yes. tonight. We want to Absolutely. bring it back to that central point. We built a bottoms up movement. Um, yeah. We were exposing Fauci. We were exposing the election fraud situation. We were exposing the big tech censorship, all this was done, guys. Everyone listening on Twitter spaces, stop going to these other fucking idiotic Twitter spaces. They're all bullshitters. None of them will talk about our lawsuit because it will make them irrelevant. We did this stuff in 2020, okay? And thanks, Frank. And what did we do in 2020, as Frank pointed out, was we exposed the entire censorship network. Let me just go through that because it's really important to understand what we did. And I'm going to walk everyone through that because it was our movement that filed this lawsuit. We found out that the Secretary of State's office had used a backdoor portal to silence me. And I'm going to walk you through this. Those of you on Twitter spaces, you can see the live. We're also broadcasting. 
we found out that the government has a backdoor portal and they still have it. Elon Musk, if you're listening, and maybe you'll throw me off again and silence his Twitter spaces because his little dweebs are probably listening right here, is that we found out and still to this day that backdoor portal exists. Anyone listening to this Twitter space must recognize Elon Musk is full of shit because he's not talking about the backdoor portal, which is still alive. He's acting as though he's for free speech. The backdoor portal is still alive. Matt Gates ain't talking about it. Thomas Massey ain't talking about it. Rand Paul ain't talking about it. CNN ain't talking about it. Fox ain't talking about it. But here is the backdoor portal. We discovered that the government here, including the Secretary of State of Massachusetts and all these people, left-wing and right-wing people, created CISA. In fact, it was Trump who signed the Cybersecurity Infrastructure Security Agency into law. So all you Trumpers out there who are now jumping around saying, oh my God, it's Biden. Well, wake the fuck up, okay? It is Trump who created CISA. And you can see left-wing and right-wing brought all these people together, the press and all these billionaires. And, and, and you can see it was Fox News' Murdoch. It was Facebook Zuckerberg. It was Pierre Omidyar who runs The Intercept. And these guys funded all of these people, people like Robbie Mook, people like, you know, Tommy Hicks from the Republican Party, the Defense Department, Microsoft, where Bill Gates comes from. And all these people, left wing and right wing, got together and they created these playbooks. These were blueprints of how they would create the censorship. And I discovered all these playbooks and brought them into courtroom testimony in 2020 and 2021. And, you can, and we found out that the government has created this backdoor portal, not only DHS, not only Homeland Security, you know, not only CISA, not only the FBI, but all of these people, everyone's involved. And this infrastructure was used to silence a U.S. Senate candidate. And we discovered this infrastructure, talked about it, filed lawsuits, won major victories in 2020. And one of the things we figured out is Pierre Omidyar, who runs The Intercept, is the guy who funded the Center for Internet Security, which is a nonprofit which launders a censorship. So government here, government right here, can launder censorship and they can, and to big tech companies. We discovered all this. Pierre Omidyar, the owner of The Intercept, also funded this infrastructure. And this is why we must build an independent movement. We have to build an independent movement, as Frank talked about. And what I want to do is I want to bring in John Medlar, who's right here, John Medlar will talk about what happens when you actually build an independent movement. When we try to build independent movements, when we try to fight for free speech, they start calling us white supremacists. They start trying to isolate us. And you know who does this? The left wing and the right wing. When you try to say you're against, you, you, you're, you're, you want to talk about herbs and you want to talk about indigenous medicines, they try to say that you're a quack. The MDs do it and the non-MDs do it. John, go ahead. Hello, can you hear me? Yep. All right, hold on. Can you still hear me? Yep, go ahead, John. All right, thank you, Dr. Shiva. I think the best definition of white supremacy actually comes from uh, Dr. Shiva himself, who has defined white supremacy as a weapon of the liberal elites to divide black and white people of all races to cover up their day-to-day -day exploitations of all people. The academics advise the politicians, the billionaires, the media, how to exploit and divide people. They create conditions which deliberately screw over all working people, but some groups get screwed over worse than others. This is by design. And then they set up those people against each other. 
And then they create this entire brand, this label called white supremacy and all the stereotypes that go with it. And they have white people absolutely terrified of being branded as white supremacists. They lump in normal white people, even with some people of color, and and in with the white supremacists that they branded, and then get people bending over backwards to prove that they're not white supremacists. Think about it like this. The United States government terrorizes people in other countries, terrorizes even its own citizens, but never wants themselves to be called the terrorists. It's always other people. They never want themselves to be called the terrorists. We must call out the real terrorists. Similarly, we must... We, white people, need to call out the real white supremacists. The real terrorists, the real white supremacists, have created terms for others, not themselves. This is the real weapon that they use, and now we must point it back at them. But they know that if they push hard enough, they get a small number of white people to throw up their hands in frustration and say, fine, if all I can be is a white supremacist, I may just be a white supremacist. And then they get those people embracing the stereotype that has been preset for them and start marching around with swastikas and throwing up Roman salutes. I've seen this happen to people. And they get fed up with being lied to to the point where they just embrace the lie so that it's not a lie anymore. And that's some sort of, that's some sort of comfort to them. But the people that fall into this trap are a fake white supremacy created, provoked, and manipulated by those who engineer these conditions. And those are the real white supremacists, the academics, the politicians left and right, the corporations, the media, the Elizabeth Warrens, the Tucker Carlson's, the AOC's, the Bernie Sanders, the Charlie Kirk's. The Bill Gates. People, yeah, the Bill Gates. Yeah. Bill Gates. These people are the real white supremacists because they create the conditions that screw over everyone differentially. They divide black and white and set them against each other. And very importantly, they suppress independent movements that actually want to fix these conditions. And they misdirect people into controlled movements, the not-so-obvious establishment. And let me give you an example that Dr. Shiva and I personally experienced. Now, when I first met Dr. Shiva, he was exposing Elizabeth Warren as a white supremacist who used race for personal gain. She was misappropriating the identity of Native, of Native Americans, people who were genocided, to advance her career in big academia as an ivory tower upper-class white woman, completely despicable. Dr. Shiva, who was running against her at the time, was putting up signs on his bus calling her out as a fake Indian before Donald Trump. And then all the liberal elites had the gall to call Dr. Shiva a white supremacist for calling out the fake Indian. The city of Cambridge ordered him to take down that sign or they were going to levy crazy fines against him. Dr. Shiva sued the city of Cambridge on free speech grounds and he won. He got to keep up his signs, and he didn't have to pay any fines. It was a big victory, a precedent-setting First Amendment victory. Now, at that time, I was an amateur activist in college, and a bunch of other young people and myself were trying to organize these free speech rallies because we saw the academics in, use of, in universities pushing, pushing, sorry, pushing censorship and inciting mobs against people that they didn't like. So we were organizing these free, free speech rallies, and we partnered with Dr. Shiva, who is a very experienced activist and organizer in his own right and he provided the direction and leadership that the rest of us sorely needed he emphasized that we must build an independent movement independent of left and right independent of the grifters bottoms up and we were set to have our biggest rally on the boston common but a week before the infamous unite the right rally was held in charlottesville virginia where a lot of violence happened and some people were tragically killed the media and politicians, left and right, Democrat and Republican, including Trump, 
immediately associated us with them. It became in vogue. They made it in vogue to call anyone who was pro-free speech a white supremacist. And the media and the politicians, the mayor of Boston, the police commissioner, the governor of Massachusetts spun this absolute lie that we were literally the same organizers of this other rally down in Virginia that were now coming up from Virginia to Massachusetts to a white supremacist rally. Absolute lie. I had never even been down to Virginia in my life at that point. But they kept pushing it and pushing it and pushing it day after day, calling me a white supremacist, calling Dr. Shiva a white supremacist. They incited 40,000 people to come out. For, just to, just to let everyone know, 40,000 people showed up to protest against me, John, and a whole bunch of other people who were black, white, all different colors. But and this was in 20, 2017, right, John? And we didn't see Tucker Carlson anywhere near there. We didn't see any of these grifters anywhere near. I didn't see Elon Musk there. Right. Supporting 19, us, yeah. 2017, none of these people defended us. In fact, a lot of the people who were going to speak at that rally dropped out. And they, like all of these, these, these people, Laura Loomer was going to speak there. She dropped out. Jack Persobic, who's now doing a, a, another Twitter space right now with Grant Tardone, he dropped out. He's a grifter. Cassandra Fairbanks was going to speak there. She dropped out. Gavin McInnes was listed to speak. He dropped out. All these internet conservative grifters, they ran for the hills because it was no longer popular. Their words did not meet their deeds. Dr. Shiva didn't drop out. He showed real leadership and stood firm. And we had a range of very courageous speakers from across the political spectrum, black, white, yellow, Native American, left, right, green, communist, socialist, nationalist, left wing, right wing, a lot of people who weren't famous or big name people, but they showed far more courage than any of these grifters. So the police had barricaded off the whole area, only about 40 of us managed to get in, and we were surrounded by this massive mob of 40,000 people. We, but we made our stand. We broadcasted out our speeches. We spoke about love and freedom. We had signs which said Black Lives Do Matter, not supporting the BLM organization, another not-so-obvious establishment grift. But yes, Black Lives Do Matter. We had those signs. And we had people with signs demanding clean air, food and water, no to GMOs, stop Monsanto. It was all over the map in terms of the political spectrum. And then at the end, Dr. Shiva went to confront the media and members of the mob. And there's videos of that, too. You should go watch them, where Dr. Shiva just shuts everyone up. And then the police had to cram the rest of us back in paddy wagons to get us out safely. But this entire crazy scenario was created by politicians, media, academics, weaponizing the label of white supremacy against independent movements when they are, in fact, the white supremacists who divide black and white people, incite them against each other and create the conditions that screw everyone over. Republicans did nothing. The only honest reporter was one lone Boston Globe reporter who said, it was a free speech rally without free speech. Left and right fell in line against an independent movement. They were anti-American, anti-free speech, anti-human and selfish. They created their false gods. Charlie Baker and Marty Walsh, they were, they, were, they were running against people of color, both of them at the time, and they needed to brand themselves anti-racist. That's why they did this. When it was 40 of us who stood firm, but everything they threw at us wasn't enough to get us to back down. We stood for free speech. We did the right thing at the right time. When the grifters all ran for cover, they talk about free speech when it's popular. We expose them for who they are. And everyone who sees that, you can go look at all the videos that we did, that we posted up all the speeches. Everyone knows who sees that, knows who the real fighters are. So, John, I think. And the movement. Yeah, go ahead, John. Wrap it up. It's Dr. Shiva and the movement for truth, freedom, and health, not the celebrities and the influencers who run their little shows talking about it and then running the other way. We actually get on the ground. 
we organized. We stood up for free speech in court on our own dime, defeating the city of Cambridge. We stood up against the mayor of Boston and the government of Massachusetts, against everything they could throw at us, and they still couldn't stop us. That's the kind of movement they don't want you to know about. A genuine, bottoms-up movement, everyday working people, completely independent of left and right, completely independent of their control, their narratives, their talking points, laser-focused on creating the conditions for systemic change by raising everyone's consciousness, breaking people away from the false gods and the misleaders of the not-so-obvious establishment, and training working people to create self-organizing, bottoms-up systems for achieving truth, freedom, and health. That's the kind of movement they don't want you to know about because we actually do the nitty-gritty day-to-day work, making all of their talking heads irrelevant. So I think the key thing, I think, look, by the way, to any of you joining recently, someone just tweeted out, they said, uh, Dr. Shiva went from 12,666 listeners, 12,666, down to 460. And that's right when we were talking about exposing Elon Musk. Okay? So I just want to let people know that Twitter, even, you know, I believe that they put me back on Twitter because they want to basically watch, John, everything that we're doing. Okay? Um, But many of you know that we believe that we need to get on the ground and build these movements. So we came on the ground here. If you look at that sign back there, the sign said the Bill Gates building, now it says the Truth, Freedom and Health building. So those of you wondering where Bill Gates is, recognize that he's hiding because just like him and just like the grifters, um, Jack Posobiec was nowhere to be found. I mean, the guy is just a, I mean, if you you, want to put the word in a dictionary, grifter, you should put Jack Posobiec next to it, you know? And that's what most of these people are. They literally make money off grifting every day. They never do anything on the ground. They do not want to support real movements. As John said, they ran to the hills when we, 40 of us stood for free speech and faced 40,000. Let me, to John's follow-up point and to why we're here, to all of you joining Mew and let all your friends know that we're continuing the Twitter space. Let all your friends know that um, whoever Musk and his guys are, they actually shut down our Twitter space right in the middle. We have 12,000 people on here, guys, and we're exposing the left and the right, and we were suddenly shut down on Twitter spaces with 12,000 people on, okay? So that's what Elon Musk is really about. And he'll say, oh, it was a bug, bullshit, okay? Because when they run their Twitter spaces, nothing happens with 12, 13,000 people. Scumbag, okay? Anyway, we want to, thanks, John. Let me continue with our talk tonight. We want to let people know, you know, uh, some people are saying, oh, did you invent email? Well, let me talk to you about uh you know, when you look at white supremacy, the face of white supremacy is really people like Bill Gates. Bill, and we have to call him, so white people need to call Bill Gates a white supremacist. That's when white supremacy will end, okay? Because the white supremacists actually call people like Bill Gates and the liberal elite call everyday white people like Frank or Jason or me white supremacists. So it's time we call them. And I, you know, for me, this is very personal. Uh, Elon is probably in chat too. Well, if Elon is here, he should talk up and tell us why, if he paid 48 fucking billion dollars, why he can't keep a chat running with 12,000 people and he shut us down. Someone want to tweet at Elon and ask him why that a bottoms up movement? Is it dark people? Does Elon hate dark people and working class people? Maybe that's it. Cause we're not, we're not top down. We're not a bunch of Grant Cardone's or a bunch of other people running this Twitter spaces who get to have their spiel and try to sell real estate deals. Says he was going to do an interview with me. The guy disappears. He's a big pussy. Okay. 
And you can tell him I said that Grant should come here. But the bottom line is that white supremacy is very serious because what is white supremacy? The belief that only white people can create anything. All right. And this is very personal because if you go back to the invention of email, you know, in after I invented email, I never spoke about it, never wanted credit. But in 2011, my dear mom was dying of a horrible disease in a suitcase. She'd saved all the artifacts of the invention of email. And in this suitcase, um, the editor of Time magazine, 33 years later, um, finally did a he did a he was a, one of the few people who went through all this and he wrote an article called the man who invented email then it went into the smithsonian on february 16 2012 and when it went into the smithsonian you would think it would be a great occasion to celebrate the american dream and what actually happened was a bunch of the newspapers called gawker media call me an asshole a dick and put out stuff like this and i want everyone to see this it says this curry stain indian should be hanged okay it says what a fucking shameless cretin, he should be hanged by his curry-stained fingernails as he shouts, let me down, Sahib, I mean no harm, let me down, I will invent you a nice vindaloo. This was the kind of shit that was going out, not in 1950, not in 1940, in 2012, because the facts of my inventing email went into the Smithsonian. And who was behind this? You know who was behind this, ladies and gentlemen? It was, it was people like Bill Gates, the liberal elites, a guy called Thomas Haig, who is a white supremacist, and because he had thought he owns the history of email, he had written a white dude who looks like a nerd built email when it didn't even call it email. It was a caveman version of Reddit. It was at best simple text messaging. So when this went into the Smithsonian, these people had these guys unleash hell. And who was behind all of that was a company called Raytheon. Raytheon was using the at symbol. They had a Madison Avenue ad campaign because the at symbol was the symbol of a multi-billion dollar defense company who was making money off cybersecurity, promoting this guy was the inventor of email. When all he did was write 15 minutes of code to add text to the bottom of file. It was a caveman version of Reddit at best. So when you find it, luckily I did research and we find out that this guy, David Crocker, who was in 2012 attacking me saying, oh, no one person could have invented email. When in December of 1977, he'd written a paper saying no attempt is being made to basically create email. He thought it was impossible. So we found this document and then Noam Chomsky, who used to be in this office upstairs, you know, Noam, who is Noam Chomsky? Noam Chomsky is next to Jesus Christ is the most scientist cited scholar in the world. Okay. So Chomsky came out and he said, look, it's black and white that a 14 year old boy invented email. However, Here's another white supremacist like Bill Gates, Walter Isaacson. And here's Bill Gates's picture right on the front of this. So Walter Isaacson, in the middle of this fabricated controversy on the invention of email, writes a book called The In Innovators of the Digital Revolution. Frank, wouldn't you consider email a part of the digital revolution? Yeah. Okay. So Walter Isaacson is the great white man <laughs> who wrote the book on another great white man called Bill Gates, or not so great man and um, Steve Jobs, okay? Well, in this book, in the middle of the raging controversy, Walter Isaacson writes a book talking about the innovators of the digital revolution. And many people who come to MIT are not part of, we're excluded. So let's look at who Walter Isaacson says. And ladies and gentlemen, I submit to you, these are the pictures in 2014, in the middle of the controversy of who invented email, which was fabricated, that's what the elites do. They fabricate controversies. 
you see Walter Isaacson write a book, and these are the people we consider as innovators of the digital revolution. Email is completely left out of this thousand volume, thousand page book. He's an inventor. He's an innovator. He's an innovator. The guy who created the transistor, Shockley. He's the guys who created radar. The guys who created the World Wide Web. And so on. Sergey Brin, Google. And in fact, a white woman's included. Now tell me what is common about all these pictures. They're all white. They're all white people. And I hate to say, and I've been called a white supremacist, so only white people can in innovate. That's why behind that sign, it says Bill Gates, and we put up that sign because there's more people who can innovate than white people. I'm sorry. And white people, white working class people actually know this, except the white elites. All right. So this all came out in the middle of this. And he ends his book by putting this other white guy who was a president of MIT, Vannevar Bush, who's the one who started Raytheon. All right. And by the way, just to let you know, plagiarism runs deep among the grifters, as well as Bill Gates. Bill Gates plagiarized all of DOS. All right. Vannevar Bush, to people who don't know, you can go. No, you can go. Go ahead. And you should know this, too. Every <laughs> MIT student should know. Vannevar Bush is a guy who was a president of MIT, created Raytheon. And it is Raytheon who was the one who said they were the inventors of email. So I, when my stuff went to the Smithsonian, I had basically put my hand into a hornet's nest because the invention of email was basically stealing money from a multi $37 billion research company. By the way, the president of Raytheon wrote a book on integrity and the book was completely plagiarized, okay? <laughs> this is how these people are. You can't make this stuff right. up. Right, you can't make this stuff up. <laughs> Just like Tucker Carlson and The Intercept will talk about plagiarize our entire lawsuit two years later. Right. And the Twitter files is a complete plagiarism. Okay. So let's continue here. So Vannevar Bush right here at MIT. Okay. Is, a, and, and by the way, Walter Isaacson ends by saying all great innovations come from the military industrial academic complex. This is white supremacy, right, John? This is a real white supremacy. And only people like Bill Gates are the only ones who can tell you that you should get vaccinated. Only he knows about the immune system. And we invited him. Three million people invited Bill Gates today, by the way. People want to go to the immune system. Great. Let's go to the immune system. All right. Bottom line is you have to understand that the issue of white supremacy, the real racism, immune system, all these things are interrelated. By the way, this young, that was me when I was 14, doesn't fit into the triangle. And if you go read Wikipedia, people were writing, you know, Dr. Shiva, editors were saying, we try to change and give you credit. And the article on Wikipedia was locked. It became as volatile as the Second Amendment, as well as the abortion. But let me just tell you that, as John said, I have a history of building bottoms up movements. This was me protesting the war in Iraq in 2007. This is me burning the South African flag when I was an 18, 19 year old kid. Okay, on the steps of MIT. So, um, so when all this white supremacy stuff took place against the invention of email, people forgot that I've been an activist most of my life. We built the inventor of email site. We went and sued Gawker Media, and guess what? We won a million dollar settlement, and they were forced to take down the three defamatory articles, clearly saying that who invented email. So bottom line is when you really look at racism, to John's point, it is not just you know beating up someone like this, which is a racism. The right, by the way, says racism exists. The left says it doesn't exist, right? Or don't use the N-word. Sorry, the right says it the doesn't opposite, exist. Yeah. The left says, oh, don't use the N-word in support of affirmative action. Then you're not a racist. Right. 
But both the left and the right like putting people into these little buckets. If you're blonde, this is a real racism. You must be dumb, right? If you're black, you must like to eat watermelon or you must like to sing and dance. If you're Chinese, you must like to, uh, you know, you must speak like this or you must be like Bruce Lee. Or if you're white, you must be like Joe Dirt or you must be a Klansman. Or if you're an Indian, you must be like Apu or you must like to meditate. This is a real racism. Or if you want to be an inventor, you must look like Bill Gates or stupid Bill Nye. Now, when you look at all of this, and as we go into talking about the pandemic and the immune system, what is this doing to everyday Americans? What you will find is that right now, if you just look a few years ago, the average American, 40% of Americans don't even have 400 bucks in the bank for emergency expenses, right? And $1,000 in emergency would push many Americans into debt. 70% of Americans have less than 1,000 bucks in savings. During the pandemic, people like Bill Gates, Elon Musk was the biggest winner. But 600 billionaires increased their wealth up to 2.3 trillion. And if you look at these numbers, you can see, okay, Jeff Bezos, Bill Gates, all these guys increased their wealth up to $2.3 trillion. That's what took place during the pandemic. And the and, person got screwed. <laughs> and Trump printed $6 trillion. So think about this. Everyone says, oh, well, you had to print the money. Well, of that $6 trillion, $2.3 trillion went to the elites. Mm -hmm. And Obama printed $8 trillion, but Trump printed this much in one term. And you have people waiting on lines, right, all over the world. And by the way, it's not only black people are getting screwed, but in Boston, the net worth of a, by the way, the net worth of a black person is $8. Right within minutes of this building where Bill Gates puts his name up, the net worth of a black person is 8 bucks and that of a white person is $247,000. And white Americans right now, people's white Americans wages, which median income used to be 42,000 bucks, is dropped down to 22, and blacks and Hispanics, brown and black, have stayed at around 5,000 bucks. So if you're in the lower middle class, you got screwed in the pandemic, and, and, and these other people did well. Meanwhile, they continue this censorship infrastructure. That's what they continue. Let me uh, bring in uh, another speaker here, Elise Klein. Elise, are you there? Hi. Go Dr. ahead, Elise. Ava, so, can you hear me? Yeah, so Elise, I think we've talked about what this, you know, what this, the suppression of speech really did. And I think mm -hmm. you, you have observed this. You're a school teacher in New Jersey, right? So go ahead, Elise. Give us, and I know you had a couple of points you wanted to make. Go ahead. Uh, yes, thank you. <clears throat> Dr. Shiva's historic 2020 federal lawsuit reached over 400 million people over two years ago. It was the first lawsuit to uncover the government censorship system that silences the speech of every American on all media. On September 24th, 2020, Dr. Oh, can you still hear me? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. I'm just bringing so up on the September... censorship diagram. Yeah, so everyone can okay. see it. So on September 24th, 2020, Dr. Shiva, a political candidate, was suspended from Twitter after exposing that Senate officials were violating federal law and deleting ballot images. On October 30th, 2020, it was discovered in court that the government has a trusted Twitter partnership. Government uses this partnership to contact Twitter and take Dr. Shiva off for exposing the truth. The judge ordered the Secretary of State and NASA to no longer contact 
On February 1st, Dr. Shiva was thrown off for the second time after just 17 minutes after sharing a video about election fraud. In May, Dr. Shiva discovered playbooks that were written by the defendants. These playbooks outline a detailed step-by-step -step process on how the government will censor Americans. The media intentionally did not cover these major victories because they knew it would have a massive impact for real change. And Tucker Carlson also knew that Dr. Shiva, again, a U.S. state uh, Senate candidate, was censored, but purposely censored this information in the media. Thank you, Dr. Shiva. Yeah, and I think it's really important to understand that when we talk about, uh, we're going to go, I want to talk about the, the immune system, but I think we have to understand that censorship has been occurring. It's easy for the establishment to censor, but it is the real people who've been censoring this stuff are the grifters. We just got censored, right? Yep. We had 12,000 people on this call. Now we have six, 600 people. That's censorship. Okay. And I'm sure all the grifters got together and they said, oh my God, Dr. Shiva's attacking all of us, made a few phone calls, and then they had us, our own Twitter spaces now censored. It just happened in real time. Everyone just saw it and it's documented. But what we want to talk about is that we expose the censorship infrastructure and the grifters like Tucker Carlson censored it. They concealed it. So it's really important to understand who the real censors are. And when you look at the censorship infrastructure to Elisa's point, just diagrammatically, you'll see all the people that are involved in this. It's not just DHS. It's all of these people. And you'll see it's Pierre Omidyar owns the Intercept, funded this. Omidyar owns the Intercept on one side. He also owns, he also funded the censorship infrastructure. And let me, um, let me um, go into really now, because in the, in the, uh, to follow up on Elisa's point, when you really look at this entire process here of this censorship infrastructure, what you realize is that when the news finally comes out, and we have a, um, when the news finally comes out, they're very, very clever. It, it took them until October of 2020. Is that right, Frank? Yeah. To 2022 to finally talk about the news. Limited hangout. The limited hangout. Yeah. So let me bring in uh, Chris Bradley. Chris, if you can talk about how this news came out and the limited hangout. Go ahead, Chris. Chris Bradley. Uh, about the portal or the grifters? I think if you want to talk about the intercept and what what took place there, go ahead. Okay, so uh, who are the grifters, and uh, how do, how do we figure out who is a grifter? You know, many of them are obvious, but far more are not so obvious, as you'll see. Uh, so you've bought their books, you funded their foundations, donated time, effort, and treasure to their causes, and how is that working out? Have they done anything for you? Uh, all, all they've done is exploit your, your righteous anger and sit back on a pile of money. To, to put it simply, a grifter is someone robs you robs you of your most valuable asset, your attention. And so I want to give a firsthand experience uh, of dealing with a grifter. So the day after The Intercept released their bombshell report on government censorship, uh, I was tuned into Tim Cass and I sent several super chats to Tim. So he, he just got done covering this, uh, saying, oh, my God, this is crazy. What a what a story here. So I sent several super chats 
uh, subsequently of higher value until he finally read one out loud and quickly dismissed it with a huh. That's all you got, Tim Pool. What, what did you What did you tell him? What did you tell him, I, Chris? I, I, I read. Uh, I had him read your lawsuit as it is uh, entered in the record. Uh, you know, Dr. Shiva Iberi versus. Uh, so I had him read it directly. Twitter. Uh, yeah. Yep. And so he just quickly just dismissed it. Huh? Not. Oh wait, this was uncovered earlier. There, there's there. You know, like a, a real journalist would actually want to question and maybe seek you out to, for comment. No, but instead, this is this is how a grifter grifts. They they trap you into they trap your attention and keep you away from real stories and real movements. And so ignoring this lawsuit is playing defense for this for the deep state. End of story. You have come what you sought to destroy Tim. An investigative journalist does not conceal a story only to cover a watered-down version once it has gone mainstream. This is a clear example of the not-so-obvious establishment pushing a limited hangout. And then uh, real quick, while I'm on the subject of Tim Cast, I wanted to speak about Luke Radowski. Here's a guy that's always on Tim Cast, uh, used to go up to powerful people and put microphones in their faces, and now he's resigned himself to selling T-shirts and yelling into a camera. Luke, if you're listening, find your balls and get back on the ground doing real journalism like you used to. Thanks, let's Chris. Keep, let's keep going with the grifters here. When it comes to grifters, I can't forget to mention the chief grifter, Tucker Carlson. Here's a guy who was shocked to learn the Intercept article about the government working with big tech. In 2022, uh, in 20, October 28th, 2022. That's when they put out the yes. story. Yeah, tw- sorry, 30th, yeah. So bullshit. Tucker knew about the censorship infrastructure and actively suppressed the truth. Dr. Shiva emailed Tucker multiple times. We have the receipts. He refused to cover it. And it just shows the grift. We uncover the truth. They conceal it. We break the story. They take the credit. We speak the truth. They delay truth. Dinesh D'Souza, Charlie Kirk, Tucker Carlson, Glenn Greenwald, Stephen Miller, Alex Barris, and Tim Poole all these numerous talking heads are merely shepherds herding sheep. They do not deserve your attention or your treasure. You need to disengage and join a real movement. They have proven they cannot be counted on when it matters. They deliberately concealed Dr. Shiva's lawsuit because they are part of the not so obvious establishment. They will never cover true freedom and health movement, nor do we expect them to because they fundamentally do not support bottoms up movements. And if they were to amplify our movement, they become irrelevant and they know it. Yeah, what's interesting is, uh, what's fascinating is we had 12,000 people on, by the way, and suddenly Grant Cardone has a bunch of these doofuses on, right? Same day we're running ours, and suddenly our numbers on Twitter, luckily we're everywhere, and we have our own platform, went from 12,000 to 500, and Grant Cardone's went from zero to 3,000, okay? So this is a bullshit that they do, uh, Chris. But here's the bottom line. I think, Chris, I think we want to emphasize this. Independent of these numbskulls, we still got our message out, Chris, if you remember, to 200, 300 million people. So we don't need them. The victory is that they want you to think that you need them. And if you look at this diagram, Chris, I'm just explaining to people the limited hangout, okay? What we discovered in October of...
in October 30th of 2020, we figured out the entire censorship infrastructure of this, which is used to suppress information on their immune system, et cetera, used by the billionaires. And they don't want the whole truth to come out. So on October 28th, when you brought this up, Chris, on October 28th, Elon Musk buys Twitter on the 29th. I did a post on Facebook saying, hey, you still have this backend portal. And then the, 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 the Intercept drops their limited hangout story. So we want to educate people on what they do. First, they conceal and delay. Then they plagiarize. Then they misattribute. Then they prevaricate and manipulate, just like you saw Tim Pool do. He didn't want to discuss it. They hijack the truth. They put out half the truth. And then they amplify this half truth using their proxies. If you follow the timeline, we told the whole truth, mobilized people back in October of 2020. Then in October, literally a year too late, they give a half-truth saying, oh, my God, DHS leaks. And then Tucker Carlson, Glenn Greenwald, Elon Musk, all these people amplify this half-truth. And this is how they suppress the truth. And this is called ignorance. They don't want you to see the whole truth. And this is what's been going on, ladies and gentlemen. They take information. They make you ignorant, just like the sign that we had here. Bill Gates is some great hero, which we covered up. They give you this illusion. And then you get desperate or you go into the left wing or the right wing or you get complacent. And the only way out of this is, as Chris just said, we have to take a systems approach. We have to build wisdom and clarity. We have to get organized bottoms up. We have to become activists. It's really up to you. But recognize that people like Pierre Omidyar, who funded the censorship infrastructure, go to his website. He's educating the elites on why we should have systems thinking. And if you want to know more, go to truthfreedomhealth.com and you'll see that. And our slogan is get educated or be enslaved. Let me... I want to now jump into um, really talking about, um, you know, the real issue with the immune system and what they really try to suppress. In 2019, we were out there. You know, I was at the National Science Foundation. I gave a whole talk on the modern science of the immune system. I said, look, the idea of giving everyone the same jab makes no sense. Right. And no one had a problem with that in 2020. It was our movement which ran the first campaign and we ran the fire Fauci campaign. And I wanna uh, bring in Emily Cross, who's a nurse. Is Emily there? Um, Emily will tell you that in 2020, we, because as a scientist, I knew what the immune system was, we called out Fauci in 2020. Let me repeat that, in 2020, not in 2021. Yes, not I'm in here, Dr. Go ahead, Emily. Why don't you, Emily, give uh, tell people how, you know, your perception of what we did in 2020 and what took place. Go ahead, Emily. Hi. Go ahead, Emily, you have to unmute yourself. Emily. Emily, go ahead. Yeah, my, my perception in uh, 2020, uh, I'm unmuted. Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Just speak. Go ahead, Emily. We can all hear you. Go ahead. Okay. So in was that um, Dr. Shiva very early called out called um, out Fauci and he tweeted that um, basically Emily, you're cutting in and out. We are getting a yeah, lot of I'm blanks. Yeah, I'm getting feedback. 
Well, you're, you're going in and out. Um, so can you, are you, are you, do you have this on two different, you have your phone on and Twitter spaces on? Emily? Can Any, you hear me better now? Yeah, go ahead. But you're stopping and starting. Go ahead. Just go straight through what you want to say. Maybe. Is that better? Yep. Go ahead. Yep. Okay. So in, in March of 2020, Dr. Shiva tweeted out. Okay. We're losing Emily. Um, let, let me just. Um, Bad connection. Yeah. Does, does, um, does someone else want to jump in on this? Go ahead, um, Crystal. Yeah, sorry, uh, sorry about that. Um, I think that there's a, <clears throat> a connection issue with her. She's out. She's out of the country. So um, basically, uh, Dr. Shiva, you ran the Fire Fauci campaign. You started the Fire Fauci in 2020. Exactly. Hashtag. Even Trump retexted, like he tweeted it. He retweeted you. Uh, when you started that hashtag and it started to go viral. Um, and then, you know, the Rand Paul's and the, the Thomas, Thomas Massey's or whoever, they didn't do anything, you know, um, they all came way after the fact speaking on him, you know, they waited forever. Um, well, literally to, to be, to be specific, year, like they, they waited about 18 months later after all oh, the damage, after all the damage was done. Yes. Yeah. Um, and they were sending out all kinds of email fundraising campaigns. I'm sure many of the people on here got some of them, you know, um, just just grifting on uh, it once, like once again, a year and a half later, once all the damage has been done. And, you know, we we were the ones organizing all of that way in the beginning you are the one who collected the 125,000 signatures i believe richard's on here right now too who drove the bus you guys drove to washington dc during the lockdown in the midst of the lockdown hotels are shut down there's nowhere to go you guys slept on the bus delivered it in, in the cold i mean it's like where were all these people then and all this can be looked up. I mean, the timeline of the, all those videos, all of your tweets back then, they're all there. And if you contrast that with what other people did then, they did nothing. They waited until they watched which way the wind blow, where people already knew it. And then they wanted to come out and, and speak about it so that they could make money off of it. Like, you know, because they have the mainstream media, you know, platform to be able to go on and, and do so so and uh i believe trump he retweeted you in march of 2020 and then um i think it was peter navarro right um suggested to trump to fire fauci but trump never did he failed to fire fauci instead trump bailed out big pharma paying for the one-size-fits-all band-aid solution without requiring this risk benefit analysis on the efficacy or the toxicity, uh, just operation warp speed, basically, right? Uh, what Trump got the FDA to do, uh, what he bragged about, and he still, Trump still promotes vaccine to this day, to the public, 
without ever addressing or discussing the real solutions for personalized and precision health care um, to actually boost individuals' immunity, which you wrote the letter to him on March, uh, I believe, 23rd of 2020. Does that sound right? Yeah. What? What? So to, to give the timeline to everyone, again, we want to emphasize in in uh, April 3rd, I think March 3rd of 2020, we began hashtag fire Fauci. And people can still go look it up. We we raised about 125,000 signatures. As uh, as Crystal said, we drove down to D.C. and we ran. And you can see there were probably 100 tweets, hashtag fire Fauci. Um, and it started in January, March went all the way to June, July. And then we actually invited Fauci to a debate and he didn't show up. And then we had someone, we did a whole skit essentially on Fauci. And this yep. occurred in 2020, everyone. And it took people like Kennedy until October of 2021 to talk about this. And I think uh, Kristen wants to say something on this. Go ahead, Kristen. Kristen, Kristen Falvey, go ahead. Kristen Falvey. Hi everyone, it's Kristen. Yeah. Uh, so because Kristen, I, uh, I wanna, I wanna, right after you do this, I wanna educate people on the immune system because the reason I was able to call out Fauci and our movement did was because we really understood the immune system. Go ahead. Exactly. Um, I have a little video I, I'd like to play. I can do it now unless you want me to uh, hang in there no, for go a ahead. second. You can, you, it's your, your floor, go ahead. Okay, thank you. So just to kind of piggyback off of um, what Crystal kind of covered, covered most of it with um with uh fauci i remember back in those days um like literally you couldn't talk about fauci especially here here where i am in massachusetts uh if you said anything against you know lord fauci it, it was like you weren't even allowed to talk about it never mind on social media so like all of these grifters these like johnny come lately's it's too little too late um you know i've seen in the comments two people are talking about um that we're complaining and stuff like that. That's literally not what we're doing. We're trying to wake you guys up and say, show you that it's our movement and regular people, you know, in Dr. Shiva, we're the ones that are doing the work here. Um, it's not these people. It's not Fauci. It's not Rand Paul. It's not RFK Jr. They, they come around too little too late. They write their books, you know? Um, so this is going to kind of lead into where I wanted to play my video because we have, RFK Jr. Now, I, I don't know the man personally. I'm just seeing what no, I'm no, observing. You can play the video. Yeah, let me play this video for you guys because I'm really sick and tired of people thinking this, this dude's some kind of hero. Uh, one second. All right. Here it comes. Oh, one more second. I got to turn my sound on here. One moment. Kristen's not going to tell you who this video is. Go ahead, play it. Can you hear it? Yeah, go ahead. You got to start it from the beginning. Yeah, yeah. Wait a second, Kristen. Stop. If you want me to, let me play it for you. Okay. It's, it's a sound. It's horrible. So Kristen is going to want to play. It's a video, which we're going to play right here. Um, John, can you come over here and make sure I'm doing this right? Um, we're going to play everyone a video, which is from, uh, which is a video that this grifter Maximus doesn't want anyone to know. Okay, that he actually said. All right, so let me play this video, and you can find it on RFKExposed.com. And here's the video. Here we go. And everyone, listen carefully to all you people want to suck 
Kennedy off. Okay, listen to this video. Minister Farrakhan has asked me to address the issue of vaccines and African-American vaccine safety. I want to start out by saying this, and I want to say it emphatically. I am pro-vaccine. I am. I have always been fiercely pro-vaccine. I had all six of my children vaccinated, and I believe that we ought to have policies that encourage full vaccination for all Americans. Let me play that again. Mr. Farrakhan has asked me to address the issue of vaccines and African-American and vaccine safety. I want to start out by saying this, and I want to say it emphatically. I am pro-vaccine. I am. I have always been fiercely pro-vaccine. I had all six of my children vaccinated, and I believe that we ought to have policies that encourage full vaccination for all Americans. Let's do it one Mr. more Farrakhan time. Mr. Farrakhan has asked me to address the issue of vaccines and African-American and vaccine safety. I want to start out by saying this, and I want to say it emphatically. I am pro-vaccine. I am. I have always been fiercely pro-vaccine. I had all six of my children vaccinated, and I believe that we ought to have policies that encourage full vaccination for all Americans. Now, it's important that people, you know, it's 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 dumb people don't want to see what people are actually saying. You know, the dumbest people are people. Someone says, you know, I really want to fuck you over. Oh, he doesn't really want to fuck me over. Maybe he's a nice guy. No, they actually do want to fuck you over. Okay. So if you don't get this, yes, holy shit is what someone wrote. So it's time that you recognize that we're not here begging for you to follow our movement or build a bottoms up movement. If you want to go suck him off, go for it. Okay. If you want to go follow Tucker Carlson and be an idiot, go for it. If you want to follow idiots like people are selling pillows, go for it. But it is our movement starting in 2020 which exposed Fauci and we would have stopped the lockdowns had these grifters, had they been real, but they're not. But we did our damage to them anyway, because we exposed them. It was our movement that exposed the big tech censorship infrastructure. And as Chris Bradley just talked about, Tim Pool, huh? Well, what is Tim Pool, John? What is, what is he? He's some guy, he's a, he's a skateboarder and a beanie with a talk show. Yeah, so he's a skateboarder with a beanie with a talk show and, and people are following this idiot. You might as well just follow Bill Gates then. Okay, go ahead, Kristen. So we got the video. Make your yeah, point. Thank you so much for playing that. Um, so my point here is, again, this is sort of like a public service here. There's lots of people that I believe they kind of consider themselves in that quote unquote anti-vax and, and some for very good reasons. Um, but they've chosen this person, RFK Jr., who's sort of like this establishment created false god that acts like they're fight he's fighting for you for this vaccine thing being like if you're anti-vax for example that that's a term that the establishment likes to put us into these pro-anti categories but as you just heard in the video somebody who is like this anti-vax hero fake hero by the way is just on the recording telling you he's all about safe vaccines for all people that's very different then what we're talking about here saying it's not about one size fits all. Um, real healthcare is about personal precision medicine. Uh, as far as affecting real change for public health policy, we have to look at the modern theory of the immune system and not this ancient like, like hundred year old two box model of the immune system, not to mention the legal, the legal side of it with the uh, 1986 uh, vaccine immunity act. I forget the exact word of what it's called, but, my point is that 
RFK Jr., he's sucking people back into the establishment. I know there are lots of you out there that totally understand what I'm talking about. And if you want the truth, like some of you on here claim to want, then you'll hear what we're saying. You'll hear it as not whining and complaining. You'll understand that what we're telling you is the truth. Uh, and if you want to be on the winning side, then you need to fight for yourself and stop giving your eyeballs and your dignity away to people like RFK Jr. Um well, one of the things one of the things, Chris, I'm showing here is he endorsed Hillary Clinton, not only in 2000, not only in 2008 and, and in 2016. And she says she's a vaccine queen. And then in 2020, he came to Massachusetts and endorsed his nephew, who's for vaccine mandates. So exactly. there's nothing to talk about here. You have to be a fucking it, it, idiot to follow this guy. It's black and white. It's black and white. And and you can't sit there and say he's a nice guy or this or that. Like, these people are not your friends. Do you go over to their house and hang out with them? And they don't care about you. They literally hate you. They're not fighting for you. They want to go and, and tell you not to fight. They want to go negotiate with the, the two-party fake system and make money off the lawsuits all day long. Well, guess what? We're still stuck, stuck in the same situation. So uh, thanks for letting me speak on this. Um, I just hope people are listening and they get it. Um, yeah, don't worry about that, uh, Kristen. I think the issue is you've done your job as someone who's raised your consciousness and gotten it, okay? We're not here to whine to people to get you to believe this or not. The bottom line is we need to build a bottoms-up movement. And it is our movement that educated people on the immune system and saved millions of people's lives. Um, Ken, did you want to say anything as a follow-on? Ken Fielding? Go ahead, Ken. Oh, yes, I have a lot to say about RFK Jr. By the way, you can see, I if you go to RFK, by the way, when I started exposing RFK, we lost about 20% of our followers. This is in 2020. All these women, I think they want to sleep with Robert Kennedy because they think sleeping with a Kennedy is pretty cool or something. Okay. And all the scars, they are very wealthy moms who get drunk and, and drink 10 martinis at night and whose husbands give them a lot of money to play around with. Those are the people, by the way, support RFK. And by the way, RFK, just recently, if you went to his home, you had to be vaccinated. Then he blamed his wife. So we have to understand who this guy is. And he endorsed Hillary Clinton three times. These people are just grifting, guys. Wake the fuck up. We got to build a bottoms up movement. And that's why Grant Cardone, another fucking pussy, okay, talks a big game, you know, uh, puts me on because he thought he'd get views with me. And then when I exposed him, he said, holy shit, this guy's a real thing. Go ahead, Ken. Well, yeah, I mean, that brings me to the point that he preys on upper middle class women who have vaccine injured children and tells them that everything they want to hear, you know, like I'm going to fight for safe vaccines and give me money and I'll fight for your religious exemptions, which he never wins anywhere. Um, you know, after the dirt, after, yeah, there's some exemption, some mandate thing that got taken on New York, but everyone's been vaccinated too little, too late. Go ahead. Right. Um, yeah. And then he's, and then he's talking to Farrakhan about full vaccinations for African-American people. It's like, which side are you on? Go ahead, Ken. Continue. Um, yeah, and anyone who doesn't think that um, Bobby stands with the rest of his family is not living in reality. He still dips into the family's billion-dollar trust fund. <laughs> he supports his nephew, who's pro-vaccine, and, and Hillary Clinton three times. Um, yeah, he doesn't give a shit about anybody's injured children or fighting for medical freedom. He's, he's a grifter. All right. Thanks, Ken. So um, I think what I want to now do is educate all of you guys um, on the immune system. 
So let's just take a step back. And we did this back in 2020. We educated how many millions, probably 200 million people in the world on the immune system. And, and what I'm going to walk you through now, uh, and you can go see these videos elsewhere, but we're going to talk about what we did as a movement. We got on the ground. You can go to truthfreedomhealth.com. We passed out hundreds of thousands of cards. We uh, stopped school board officials from doing the mask mandates. This was all being done in 2020, okay? And someone said, Dr. Shiva could have saved the world. Trump did not listen because Trump is a fucking grifter. He's a bastard, okay? He's no different than Bill Gates. All these people are, the, are one. It is only the movement for truth, freedom, and health, which is the only force that can change things. And all of you need to get involved in this because you can build a bottoms up movement. So one of the critical things that we educated from using the knowledge that I learned at places like MIT here, let me go to what we educated people on. We started educating people directly. We didn't wait on the immune system. So let me go right to this, okay? First of all, the constitution tells all of us that we have the right to live a prosperous life. Now, if you look at the history of humanity, we've gone from being in actual chains at one point in this pursuit of freedom. Why was important the American Revolution was it gave people the First Amendment and the Bill of Rights. Then at a certain point in history, we were serfs working for a king, right? And now today we're wage slaves in some sense. And 80, 90% of our income goes to the state. But in this entire area of decision-making, one of the big things is, and, and this is going to the heart of the issue that we educated people back on in 2020 was the me versus a group, okay? So if you live in a free society, okay, there's things that you wanna do with your freedom. Okay, I wanna drive my car as fast as I want. Well, people set up laws saying you should go at 60 miles an hour, right? If you do go as fast as you want, you can kill people. Okay, well, the issue of vaccination for all comes from the theory that, okay, I should do whatever I want. And then the, and, and people argue, well, the group, you need to be vaccinated because you got to protect the group. So it's really about group decision-making versus individual decision-making. Now, when you do that, you have to also consider risk versus benefit. Now, when you go to, in fact, the place I'm in, the building that I'm in, by the way, to everyone joining us, I'm at the Gates building here at MIT. That over there where Frank and Jason just put that up, that used to say the Gates building. Now it says that truth, freedom, and health building, okay? And if Bill Gates were here, he would learn this, okay? What we wanna educate people on is that when you go and really study risk, you typically learn this thing called a risk matrix. So whatever you're going to do, let's say take a vaccine or even walk out or drive your car in the snow, typically what people do is, what is the consequences of that? And what is the likelihood of that? This is called a risk matrix. So the likelihood may be very likely, likely, unlikely, highly unlikely of an event. And then on, on here, you have the different consequences. Frank, you must deal with this as an electrician, right? Frank will tell you when he's putting in, doing an electrical job, you're figuring out a risk matrix, right? Before you go in and do a job, is it negligible injuries you make her? Well, there's rules about it from OSHA, yeah. Yeah, OSHA, you have minor injuries, right. major injuries, fatality. You have and meetings before you go do something right. dangerous to go right. over it all. So people basically build one of these risk matrices. Yep. And the risk matrix basically tells you the likelihood of something occurring, okay? And obviously, if something high risk and it's very likely and fatal, you're probably not going to pursue that, right. right? So if you know giving a vaccine to people who have a likelihood of having cardiovascular thrombosis, CVT, you probably shouldn't give them the vaccine, for example, okay? But you typically build a risk matrix like this, okay? So the likelihood of a compromised immune system, 
So if someone has a very likelihood of a compromised immune system, the consequences of them um, getting, you know, a disease could be highly fatal, okay? So you build these risk matrices, and I'm showing you examples of this because this is what we need to talk about, the risk benefit reward, all right? And this was never done when the coronavirus was done. This is why in 2020, we called out Fauci. We didn't wait until 2021 to write the real Anthony Fauci, right? That's what fucking guy Kennedy did. And Robert Malone talking about Kennedy or talking about Fauci 16 years later. By the way, by 2021, Pfizer had already made $80 billion. Write that down. Pfizer made $80 billion by the end of 2021. Who the fuck are you to call up Fauci in 2021? You're too little, too late. And they're all next door here. We're in, right in the middle of the- Right. We're, by the way, we are centered right in, right in the medical, biomedical, you know, Moderna's over there, Pfizer's over there, Novartis is here. Yeah. So we're in the center of this and we were calling these people out, okay? And we did this back in, tw in 2019, we ran a vaccine conference with the slides here. And so we said, look, there's a perceived risk and the actual risk, right? So you build these risk matrices. For example, there's a reason that if you have four kids driving a car, they pay four times the amount of insurance than you know an adult driving in a car, right? The insurance companies know this, okay? Um, what do you want me to do, John? Oh, please tweet at Elon Musk. What do you want me to say? No, 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 that's Chris sending that. Okay, we should, everyone should tweet at Elon Musk to ask him why he turned off our Twitter spaces when we had 12,000 people on. Everyone do that right now, scumbag. All right, everyone go tweet at Elon Musk right now. Ask him why he shut down our Twitter spaces when we started and we were attacking him. It's right when it happened. Yeah. Right when we attacked him for being a grifter, we get shut down. Little snowflake. And he's Elon Musk is also tweeting RFK right now. Yes. <laughs> yeah. What is he saying? Praising RFK? Yes. His RFK is tweeting something that we already knew, and then Elon is saying, "Oh, the truth is finally coming out." Yeah, Elon, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> Elon Musk, where government ends and where Twitter begins, nobody knows. Okay. So, but but anyway, when you look at this risk matrix, so if you're going to build a bridge, people do risk analysis, right? And let's, for example, say you built a bridge and you knew that it was one out of a hundred chance that that risk, that that building was gonna fail. By the way, in Massachusetts, many of the bridges are falling apart, right? You don't know which bridge, but imagine if someone decided that we're gonna spend billions of dollars to reinforce every bridge, no different than giving everyone a vaccine shot because you think some horrible incident could occur. So I'm giving you this as a very physical example. So if there's a one out of a 100 chance 1% chance any bridge could fail down. Imagine that we did a preventative measure like a vaccine and we reinforced all the bridges. And let's say after you reinforce the bridges, you found out that two out of a hundred bridges were falling apart, right? So your risk went up. That way you would say, wait a minute, something's wrong. And you would bring in people who would do bridge analysis and they would do risk management, typically would go to the academics. Now the academics who do risk analysis are supposed to be independent. We rely on places like MIT to do independent risk analysis, risk assessment. And the risk assessment analysis is supposed to reveal, okay, what is the risk of taking this vaccine? Now, John Kennedy, who by the way, is the one who really started the entire vaccination. And by the way, it was a Kennedy Vaccination Act of 1986. The Kennedys have been involved in vaccines for a long time. 
Okay. So, but uh, John Kennedy said something interesting. He said, it's interesting. Elon Musk is right now defending Robert Kennedy, isn't it? Think about what we're saying. All the grifters, because we're exposing the grifters are all coming together. They have to save their fucking savior, Robert Kennedy, who said, I'm pro-vaccine. I'm definitely pro-vaccine. Elon, are you going to play that video? No. And by the way, Robert Kennedy, when I exposed him, said I have a vaccine company and we sued him. And then the guy ran away, probably into Hyannisport, hiding from being the lawsuit delivered to him. That's the kind of pussy he is. OK, but he's a philander with every woman he can get. All right. That's the kind of people are anyway. His brother or his uncle, John Kennedy, one time actually said the problem with democracy is that we rely on disinterested, objective third parties. That's in a democracy, right? So you go to scientists to think they're going to be disinterested. The reality is that they're not disinterested. And so this is a conundrum that we have, that the real scientists are all bought up by the academic complex. That's where we're at right now. Guys like me are supposed to be working here being like Robert Kennedy, being pro-vaccine, sucking up to him, okay? So um, the important point is that in 1986, they developed the uh, National Vaccine Injury Program to protect vaccine companies because the entire vaccine model was based on a 1915 understanding of the immune system. I'll repeat that. The entire vaccine model was based on a two-box model, which I'm going to teach you about the immune system. No risk analysis was ever done really on this COVID vaccine. But you have to remember it was 1960 is when John Kennedy signed into law the National Vaccine Program. And then his other brother, Ted Kennedy, is the one who sponsored the bill to say that we will protect the vaccine companies. Do you see the Kennedys are involved everywhere? And now you got another Kennedy involved talking about he's going to save us when he's part of the establishment. Okay? All right. So the Kennedys have been involved in vaccines, being pro-vaccine, acting like they're anti-vaccine all along. But the bottom line is what real medicine reveals is that it's the right medicine for the right person at the right time. Just like Kristen said, it's not about giving everyone the same medicine. So how do you come to that conclusion? So I'm going to share with you now how we come to that conclusion, teach you about the immune system. Now, Bill Gates was here. He would have learned about it. So when you go to precision and personalized medicine, it's about the right medicine or the right food for the right person at the right time. Let's talk about vaccines. Let's talk about the origin of vaccines. Well, as John said, we talked about white supremacy, the Chinese, the Indians, the blacks, the Africans, all the brown and yellow people knew that if someone like Frank has a virus, you would get the entire virus sputum or you would actually want Frank to sneeze on you sooner than later. Oh, okay. If someone had... <laughs> If someone had the chickenpox virus, you would go to people's chicken home and you would get the chickenpox. You had measles parties. Okay, you may not, not remember this. Well, in ancient China, they would take the pus of someone who had, let's say, smallpox or something. They would dry it. And as you're seeing in this picture, they would shoot it up into someone's <laughs> nose. No, but the idea was this yeah. was inoculation. Yeah, yeah. Okay, everyone see this? So they would literally shoot up the entire uh, germ into someone else. They didn't create a deadened version. They didn't create the mRNA version. They gave everyone. It was a way of, quote unquote, vaccinating people. Right. So people have known throughout time that it's important to get exposed to the disease long before. 
because then you can save time. You get it, your immune system gets stronger. Now, this is based on a one understanding that your immune system is strong. If your immune system is strong, you get exposed, you get stronger, and you move on. This is why young kids, it's important to expose them to a lot of things at a Play young age. <laughs> Play in the dirt. Yeah. Model. Drink so pe holes. people used to expose um, uh, uh, expose things. So here's an example of what, what was done in, um, in China, for example, as you're seeing in this diagram, where they used to literally shoot it up right up the person's nose. Because the nasal cavity is where, you know, um, you, can, you can get the most thing. In, in, now, here's a great paper. Again, we talked about this in 2020, 2019, I talked about this. The, the African who should get the Nobel Prize, but he won't because of white supremacy, okay? There was a black African um, who actually brought this technique called variolation. Variolation is a technique that was developed in Africa where they would, if someone in one area had a disease, they would cause an abrasion to the person's wrist and they would put the whole pus there. It was another way of delivering the, the germs. Okay. Well, when the Revolutionary War was taking place, um, there was concern that the British were going to give the American soldiers smallpox. So they used this black Africans technique and Washington, quote unquote, inoculated all the soldiers. And that's why you could argue won the war. But it was a black African who saved, yeah, someone's asking white supremacy. Yeah, there is something called white supremacy, Michael, but the real white supremacists are Bill Gates. So use that term. White people, please start using that term, okay? If you're white, please use the term white supremacy. Call Elizabeth Warren a white supremacist. Please call, got it? Got it. Don't say, oh, I'm not a white supremacist because that's what they want you to do. No, right. call the white supremacist right. the white supremacist, okay? Please don't say, I'm not a white supremacist and defend yourself. That's where they want you to be, okay? There is white supremacy and, and but bottom line is, they also want to make you feel guilty. For they want you to feel guilty. guilty. But the bottom line is it was this black slave who brought the technique of variolation that Washington used. And then later on, they did the cowpox virus, Edward Jenner. But this is where vaccines really started. But it started from an ancient understanding that you should expose the body to these things. It's a good thing, playing the dirt, like Frank said. Okay. Mm -hmm. So guess what? The darkies have known this for a long time. Yellow people have known it for a long time. And white people have known this for a long time. But the white supremacists, what they did was they wanted to create a vaccine, which was a deadened version of the virus, and to expose you to it based on a 1915 model of the immune system. So let's talk about the immune system. Now, in the next 15 minutes, all of you are going to get a 20-year education in 15 minutes. And you won't get this from fucker Carlson. You won't get this from, who else should we call out? Tim Poole. John, you're, you're not going to get this from Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan, okay, that dope, all right? But you will get it from the real movement for truth, freedom, and health. And by the way, anyone who wants to become a truth, freedom, and health warrior, go to truthfreedomhealth.com. You will learn the science of systems because that's the only way out and to build a bottoms-up movement. So if you're listening, um, support yourself. Get educated or get enslaved. Stop following false gods. That's what they want you to do because of, and look at, I mean, it's amazing. Elon Musk is tweeting as we're exposing RFK, RFK. Yeah, they're watching. So, so, so RFK is running to big daddy, daddy help me, right? Daddy help me. That's what the Kennedys do. They always run back to big daddy fuckers. Okay. They can never do anything on their own. All right. Jesus Christ. These people are disgusting. Okay. So let's go back here. So now let's talk about the immune system. So remember, Right now, with the coronavirus, there is no risk matrix. So 
We called this out in 2019, 2020. This is why we ran the Fire Fauci campaign. Kennedy was nowhere to be found in the Fire Fauci campaign. Rand Paul, as Crystal Cell, used the Fire Fauci campaign to raise money for himself. All right. Um, but since we just talked about, before we go into the, should we just go into the immune system or does people want to call out Elon Musk some more? What do you guys yeah, want? Well, the Musk thing is hot. Let's find out. Let's find out. Musk just, to everyone joining us, Elon Musk, while we had 12,000 followers uh, watching our live, suddenly we had technical issues. Do people want to talk about Elon Musk or do you want me to go into the immune system? We'll ask people. What do they want? What are we seeing, John? What do they want? You guys want us to now, uh, we're about two hours into our live. We have about another 30 minutes, maybe 45 minutes. Do you want me to go into talking about exposing Elon Musk? Okay, Elon Musk. People want Elon Musk. Is Jill Jones on? Go ahead, Joe. Joe, why don't you tell us what Elon Musk is really about? Go ahead, Joe. Oh, and we have immune system. So, Jill, you do a little bit of Elon Musk, then I'll do the immune system, then we'll come back to you. Go ahead, Jill. Jill Jones. Wake up, Jill. Is Jill there? Jill? Yeah, I was working on my internet connection. Sorry about that. All right, Jill, well, you have thousands of people listening. Go ahead. Tell us about Elon yeah, Musk. Yeah, so e Ego Musk, as I like to call him, he is not someone that's for um, freedom of speech or freedom at all. He is not against the government. He, he just, he just turned off. Wait a minute, Jill. You have to let everyone know that we had 12,000 people on. And as we were exposing, yeah. suddenly our, let's talk about that before you go into your thing. Go ahead. Well, yeah. I mean, while we were in the middle of this, we had to restart it because, you know, why we're, why we're discussing it, he gets mentioned and it is interrupted midway. And what's funny, if you go onto his profile, he says he's state affiliated media as if that's, I guess, to be trolling, but that's quite an honest statement. He absolutely is state affiliated media. I mean, Elon Musk cares about Elon Musk. Go ahead. Jill, do you want to say anything more? You want me to continue with the immune system? I have lots more I can say about Elon Musk, but if you want to bring it back yeah. in later we'll, on. Yeah, we'll bring it back in. Let me continue with the immune system. We have a lot of people talking about... Yeah, by the way, the bottom line is the censorship infrastructure that we discovered, our movement discovered in 2020, no one wants to talk about it. Fucker Carlson doesn't talk about it. Tim Pool doesn't talk about it. Uh, and it's still alive. Elon Musk won't talk about it. RFK Jr. won't talk about it. None of these bastards will talk about it. None of the grifters will talk about it. But to everyone listening, the government has a backdoor portal to Twitter. It is still up and alive. And what they're going to do is they're waiting for Lindsey Graham and Elizabeth Warren to pass a law where they're going to legalize it. And then Elon Musk can say, oh, I'm just following the law. So again, listen to what we're saying. And Sean Hannity too, another scumbag. Okay. All the scumbags are coming together. In fact, just two days ago, Joe Biden said Republicans and Democrats all need to come together against big tech censorship. What that means is they're going to pass a law to legalize the backdoor portal. And this is exactly what they did with the warrantless wiretapping in 2000. But let me go to the let me go to all of you. We still have about 700 people here. We have another 200 people on Twitter. How many people we got listening live on Twitter, John? Yeah, we're actually the third biggest Twitter space right now. We're the third biggest Twitter space, in spite of all the censorship that Elon Musk did, okay? In spite of the grifters calling Elon Musk after we expose the grifters, we're still the third number biggest Twitter space. That's pretty good. Okay. Some people are nitpicking over the exact numbers. The point is we have lots and lots of people. Yeah, yeah. 
Okay, we had 12,000 people. If you want to say 10,000, it was an order of magnitude different than- I saw than, 20. Yeah, 20. we had 20,000 people who we'll signed up. Okay, so let's continue. So let's learn about the immune system, okay? Let's go into the immune system. And by the way, you don't have to pay me $50,000 to do it. First of all, the modern, the everything having to do with vaccines today is based on a two box model of the immune system, the innate and the adaptive, right? That's what it's based on. When Kennedy passed his National Vaccination Act, right? When the, Kennedy, it was all based on this 1915 understanding of the immune system, okay? 1915, so the Kennedys were involved in passing the act, the Kennedys were involved in protecting the pharma companies, and supposedly now the Kennedys are involved in saving us, bullshit. Okay, bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. Please, those of you listening, please detach yourself from the Kennedys. They're fuckers, they're assholes. They do not give a fuck about you. Robert Kennedy endorsed Hillary Clinton three times. He endorsed his nephew right here in Massachusetts who supported vaccine mandates. So if you're supporting him, look at his acts and look at his deeds and look at the fact that when I exposed him, he, he, he did such a propaganda saying that I run a vaccine company. The, the worst lie you could say. And then we try to sue him. He ran away trying to even get the lawsuit served. That's the kind of people that Kennedys are. So stop following them. Have some respect for yourself. So same let's look. Same for Trump. Yep. Same for Trump. Same yep. for Bernie. Same for all of them. Yep. So you have two systems in your body. This is based on the 1915 model before my research. You have the innate system and the adaptive system. The innate system is a bunch of cells in your body, which are like the Marines, neutrophils, mast cells, monocytes, natural killer cells, dendritic cells, macrophages. These go attack the virus or attack the bacteria, attack the fungi, whatever is invading, the antigen. And these are the early part of your immune system. They, they're not specific. They just go after everything, okay? That's the, that's the early part of your immune system. Everyone clear? All right. Oops. That's the early part of your immune system. Now, you have another part of your immune system called the adaptive part. These are like Navy sharpshooters or whatever, the sharpshooters, snipers. They have the T cells, the B cells, the CD4, CD8, and these are the things that create antibodies specific to the antigen. An antigen is the invader. It could be fungi, bacteria, all sorts of things, you know, when people get allergies. And so you have your initial innate immune system, the adaptive. Now this two circle or two box model was the entire foundation of the immune system going back to 1915. Now the innate immune system is immediate, okay? It's very fast. Um, it lasts for a few days. So right when you get your cold, the first part of your sniffle, that's your innate immune system kicking in, okay? That's the innate immune system. And um, it's trying to protect you, all right? Then you have your adaptive immune system, okay? Your adaptive immune system is that part of your immune system, which is the part of your immune system that takes about three to four days to kick in, right? So right when you start getting your cold, you better start doing something right away. And I'll give you some protocols for what you should do if you stay on uh, that I do, okay? Um, it's a little bit slower, but it's very specific, all right? So here's the modern science of the immune system. This is how you're gonna learn what ha actually happens when you take an antigen. We're gonna take a virus, for example. On the surface of the virus, are these things called different proteins. In the case of the COVID, the SARS-CoV-CoV virus, coronavirus, it has these spike proteins, okay? So these spike proteins here, so the first, remember, what is the goal of a virus? What's the goal of a virus, everyone? What's the goal? To get in and replicate. 
There you go. Yeah. Okay, that's an electrician. Come on in, yeah. Frank. Let everyone know because no one can see your head. Oh, sorry. Okay. The goal of a virus, Frank, what is it? To uh, take over and replicate. Get in, take over, replicate. Right. So that's the goal yeah. of a virus, to get in, take over, and replicate. Okay? Mm -hmm. That's the goal of a virus. So it uses your your body has something called ribosomes, which know how to how to create ribonucleic acids blueprints. Mm -hmm. So the virus gets in, recreates its blueprints, and recreates itself. And by the way, all of this stuff we educated millions of people on in 2020, while the grifters were nowhere to be found. So the virus comes in, and this is a surface of a cell. Okay. Now, one of the things is. If, if the virus can't get in, and you'll see why vitamin A is important, vitamin A will actually protect viruses from even getting in. But if the virus gets in, the way it gets in, it's got a lock and key, the spike protein lands on what's called a receptor, and then it fuses with the cell surface and it gets in. So here's the virus in. So the first thing a virus gotta do is gotta enter your cell, mm -hmm. first step. Then the virus has the blueprints to create itself, which is inside, which is called the messenger RNA. It then takes that messenger RNA and it goes to the Xerox copier machine within your cell, which is called the ribosomes. And the ribosomes literally make copies of the blueprint. Then what the virus does, let me go back here, is a virus then does this very interesting thing. It then replicates the ribosome, the mRNA, and then replicates its own body. It's now reforming itself. This is called virus replication, step two. And then it reassembles itself step three, and then it exits. Got it? Mm -hmm. So four parts, everyone get it? So the virus has got to do four things. If Bill Gates was here, he would understand this, but that bastard is hanging around with who else? Where is he now, Davos? Yeah, I'm surprised Kennedy ain't there with him. Probably all Kennedy's friends are there, his whole family's probably there, okay? Um, but these guys play both sides. But anyway, the virus exits, all right? Um, the virus exits. And it comes in, replicates itself, reassembles itself, and exits. Okay, this is a process that's going on, a four-step process. Now, there are various things you could do to stop this virus. First of all, you can use various antivirals. You can stop the virus from even coming in. Vitamin A does that. You can stop the virus from replicating. Zinc does that, okay? You can stop the virus reassembly. You can actually blow up the virus before it even comes in. Vitamin D does that through catholicine and antimicrobial proteins. But everyone see this? There are multiple ways of blowing up the virus. And again, in 2020, when we were exposing Fauci, we were teaching people also how to protect themselves. Rand Paul was nowhere, Joe Rogan was nowhere, Joe Rogan was a big pro-vaxxer, right? Remember, all these people were quiet or promoting vaccines. That's what they were doing. And then in 2021, after Pfizer made all their money, suddenly they said, okay, Rogan, you." In 2020, do you say, okay, Kennedy, you now write a book. Okay, let's all act like we're part of the crowd, okay? Fauci's on his way out the door. Fauci's on his way out the door. Then Elon fucking Musk says, oh my God, I'm going to, what did he say? I'm going to use a pronoun for him. Prosecute, persecute, John. Pro persecute or something, right? If you can find that, John, what he said. John? Can you find what Musk said? That, yeah, like, no, he's like, just, he just said prosecute Fauci. You know, he said something with a pronoun, Okay. So he was trying to be smart. Elon Musk is always trying to be smart, but he is part of the establishment. He's part of the government, all right? Elon Musk all of, makes all of his money from SpaceX, and we'll talk more about that. But the bottom line is we were educating people on this in 2020, everyone, not in 2021, not in 2022, not in 2023, but in 2020, okay? So we educated people on strategies. Then we said, look, if you really start looking 
at all. So there's multiple ways you could stop a virus. And that is when we ran the Fire Fauci campaign in 2020. While we're doing this, unfortunately, Emily can't come. We ran the Fire Fauci campaign. You can go back, look at my Twitter feed. We exposed this guy. And we talked about the innate and the adaptive, okay? We exposed to people that the entire model of vaccination comes from a two-box model of the immune system. You have the innate immune system, which gets exposed to the pathogen. Where is the innate in the immune system in your body, Frank? It's in your nose, it's in your eyes, it's in your skin, it's in your mucous membranes. So if someone sneezes on you, your innate immune system is the first to ex be exposed to the virus in your ears, anything that's exposed to the environment, your eyes, et cetera. Mm -hmm. So the pathogen comes to your innate immune system and then your body tries to handle it. If it's strong, it'll handle it right there. And then your body then interrogates turns on the adaptive immune system, which creates antibodies. Everyone get this? Yeah. So there's a two box model of the immune system, the innate and the adaptive. So the concept of a vaccine was, okay, we're gonna bypass the innate system and we're gonna hit you with a vaccine, which is a deadened form of a virus. That was the traditional vaccine. The quote unquote mRNA vaccine is we're gonna give you, we're gonna give you the messenger RNA. We're gonna let your body create the spike protein and then your body will create the antibodies. So we're gonna let your body create the antigen, the pathogen, got it? It's a little more quote unquote clever model. One is you expose your body to the spike protein. Yeah. The other is you shove in the mRNA and your body will create the spike protein. But the goal is you wanna generate antibodies. So I want everyone to understand, this is a two box model of the immune system, which was the basis of John Kennedy passing the National Vaccination Act. And then, in 1986, the drunk, the murderer, Ted Kennedy, who killed Mary Jo Kopechnik yeah. and never had nothing happen to him, Chappaquiddick, he's the one who created the National Vaccine Injury Program. And now you have another Kennedy running around saying he's going to save you. You see how the Kennedys try to own, they try to have their cake and eat it too. Yeah. They get to vaccinate you and then they get to supposedly come and save you, but they're actually pro-vaccine. All right. It's fucked up. And then you have Elon Musk supporting Robert Kennedy. All right. <clears throat> So this is a model of the immune system that goes back to 1915. What I did for my research right here at MIT, okay, right here in places like this building, is I discovered and spoke about, I did the computational work. I didn't discover the IFN system, just to be clear. I don't want to take for credit something I didn't do. But I created the first mathematical model of the interferon system. Their interferon system is what lies between the innate and the adaptive. And it is the thing that controls all of this. And the in, in, what is the interferon system? The interferon system, when you get exposed to viruses, antigens, it literally upregulates thousands of genes. It turns on your genetic system. So that means when you, it's good to get exposed, like Frank said, to dirt. It's a controller. It's a controller. It turns on all sorts of amazing things that are good for you, and it prepares your body for future immune attacks. Mm -hmm. All right? In fact, there are various interferons. You have, you have type 1 interferons, alpha and beta which are first brought in when you, by the innate immune system, you have type two interferons, interferon gamma, you have interferon lambda. So there's all these um, separate from antibodies, separate from the innate, there's the interferon system, which no one talks about. Fauci won't talk about this. 99% of the me medical doctors won't tell you when a virus lands, this is by the way, the outer circle is your cell wall, the inner circle is the nuclear membrane. When a virus lands, first your body will create interferon beta then your body will use interferon beta to signal a neighboring cell. And that neighboring cell will create this thing called IRF7. When a virus lands on a neighboring cell, the neighboring cell says, shit, someone else got 
infected. So your body will create interferon alpha and beta. So it, it does a nuclear response to the virus. So for my PhD work, I mathematically modeled the entire interferon system. And what we showed was here is the interferon beta and then the alpha and it matched with clinical data. So it's a wonderful model I created. The recent research says that the immune system is a responsibility for cancer, autoimmunity, inflammation, all diseases. So if you take care of your immune system, you take care of the rest of your body. In 2018, there was a realization that we needed to go to systems immunology. In fact, the paper said that the main immunological metrics used in medicine are white blood cell counts and complete blood cell counts. The former was developed in 1915. We need an update, okay? And that is what this is. So what I presented at the National Science Foundation in 2019 was this is the real immune system, ladies and gentlemen. It's not just the innate, the adaptive interferon. You have all those amazing bacteria in your gut and your brain and everywhere, which protect you. You, you actually have 380 trillion viruses in your body right now. You have about 60 trillion bacteria and we have the gut brain axis. This is the real immune system. It's the innate system, the adaptive system, the interferon, the beautiful bacteria, the gut brain axis. So those of you on Twitter spaces, the immune system is not just a two box model. It is a multifaceted model. And this immune system, the real immune system gives you many, many opportunities to boost your immune system. But most importantly, what it says is that giving everyone the vaccine doesn't make sense. In fact, if you weaken the immune system, then you're gonna force everyone to get the vaccine. Why do I say that? If everyone's immune system is so weak, like if you protect a kid and you keep them in a bubble and you don't expose him to anything, then he's gonna to have to be titrated these antigens. And that's what a vaccine is. So what they're doing is they're not allowing us to play in the dirt, not allowing us to get exposed. So everyone has to get vaccines. Mm -hmm. That's where this is all headed. That's the truth of this system. But here is the true immune system, which is not about just antibodies. It's about many things we can do. So the pathogen comes in, they're just saying you have to give the vaccine. So the questions are, what are the risks and benefits? What are the risks and benefits of getting exposed, natural immunity? And that is what I wanted to teach. So to everyone joining in late, today's talk, we're here at the Gates building, which we've overtaken as a Truth Freedom and Health building. This is a $100, $200 million building. I wanted to have a talk with Bill Gates today teaching him about natural immunity versus vaccination. And this diagram is the best diagram that really explains to you what is the difference. If you look at this diagram, what you see is if you get exposed to the coronavirus or et cetera, and your immune system is strong, your body's innate immune system turns on, the interferon turns on, your microbiome and your virome gets involved, your adaptive immune system, the gut brain axis. And guess what? You have a little sniffle, you get a little snick, sick maybe, but you come back stronger. That's called resilience. The goal of health is resilience. And maybe Bill Gates, if he were here, because I'm sure he's not a resilient human being. He looks pretty weak. Yeah. Many of these nerds that you find out can't throw a baseball. They don't play sports. I don't think Elon Musk can probably throw a baseball or play anything. Um, but they talk a big game. You know, um, I'd really like to see if Elon Musk or Bill Gates can even catch a ball. Challenge. Him. Challenge. I challenge right now Elon Musk and Bill Gates to catch. Okay. Uh, let me throw them a fastball. I used to be a pitcher. Um, let's see if they can catch one. Let's see if they can, uh, you know, kick a soccer ball. These people are, are complete, whatever they are. Okay, but anyway, this diagram is really the discourse for, for the day. And everyone, you can 
please tweet right now or please ask Elon Musk to join this. Or by the way, Elon Musk and Robert Kennedy, you go to a restaurant in Malibu called Nobu and all of these people hang out at the same restaurant. When I was in Hollywood, Nobu was a place to be. All the grifters and all the Kennedys all go to that restaurant and they all hang out there, okay? It is where all the grifters suck up to each other and then they act like they're against each other, but they're all one at Nobu. N-O-B-U, Robert Kennedy, um, Elon Musk, all of them hang out there, all right? So natural immunity. So the question is, if you get exposed to the pathogen versus, remember, a vaccine is just upregulating those antibodies, okay? Yeah, someone just said, Elon Musk joined this chat, be a real man. Yeah, but Elon Musk ain't a real man. He want, he's totally aligned with Greta Thornburg and AOC, by the way, with carbon tax, okay? But um, you will see when you get a vaccine, what is a vaccine doing? Upregulating antibodies. But when you get exposed to the entire virus, if your body has a strong immune system, everything turns on. This is why they have to keep giving boosters because the interferon system ain't really fully turning on. Your microbiome ain't turning on. You guys all understand this? John, everyone getting this? Yep. Is everyone getting this? Everyone getting this, okay? It's kind of like somebody that doesn't exercise or just shoot them up with right. cigarettes or something. If you, exactly. Frank, you nailed it. This is no different. Frank, just repeat what you said into the... Oh, yeah. Okay, so this counter is like if somebody doesn't exercise and build muscle, then you just, you know, want to shoot up with steroids and look good, but you're not, right. you're, and you're not really strong. Your, your balls shrink <laughs> and you basically can't get it up. Right. And you basically died 50, okay? But you have big muscles. So getting exposed to these viruses is no different than breaking it down, lift some weights, right. break down the muscle, it, let it build back It's up. called resilience. Yeah, yeah. It is exactly the perfect thing, okay? When you go into the weight room and you lift, you're sore. Yeah. You don't run away like, oh my God, I'm hurting, right? right? You get back in, you do it again and again, and you get strong. Okay. All these mothers not helping their kids playing dirt, right? They get allergies, they get all this stuff. Drink from the God knows. Right. <laughs> so that's what's going on, okay? So maybe we should, by the way, let me play again. This is what Robert Kennedy said. Once again, I, I have to play this again because I, I, everyone, if anyone has any questions about this. You get the musical version? Um, no, we don't. But, but let me play this again just because, so we've just learned. So this is who is the real Robert Kennedy. Um, let's go back to the guy, the man, okay? who's a bullshitter, Maximus. Okay, here we go, talking about his positions on vaccination, okay? Let's play this again. Here we go. Okay, here we go, so here we go. Minister Farrakhan has asked me to address the issue of vaccines and African-American vaccine safety. I want to start out by saying this, and I want to say it emphatically. I want to say it emphatically. I want to start out by saying this. I want to say it emphatically. I am pro-vaccine. I, I have always been fiercely pro-vaccine. I had all six of my children vaccinated, and I believe that we ought to have policies that encourage full vaccination for all Americans. Okay, if you want to find it, go to rfkexposed.com. And that's a guy talking about both sides of his mouth if as best as you can get. And everyone who wants to support this guy and suck him off, after you hear this, please go do that. Get off this 
Twitter spaces um, if that's what you want to do. The, the big thing to me is not the fact that he said that he's pro-vax, but that the fact that he said he wants full vaccination for all Americans. Right. Yeah, he wants full vaccination of all Americans. Yeah. Okay? Full vaccination of all Americans, everyone. Full vaccination of no all choice. Americans. Okay? Now, if you go to the science, what you find out is when you get exposed to a pathogen, you get exposed to dirts and microbes, your body builds. It builds the immune system. Your interferon system turns on. Your adaptive immune system, everything turns on. But the vaccine is you just get the antibody. All these other systems aren't turning on, okay? Let me tell you what this is like. It's like going to a music concert and you think you're gonna hear 20 instruments. All you see is a drummer just playing. What kind of music is that? You don't hear the flute, you don't hear the, the drum section, the piano, the keys, everything. So that's what this is like. But this is the goal is to just keep generating antibodies. And if you have a weakened immune system and your parents don't, didn't let you play out in the dirt, you're gonna probably need the shit because if you expose yourself to the full pathogen, you may die. And this is why we came out with our protocol that we talked about with Zelenko, by the way, still, okay? So the research questions that are out there is, this is what we need, this is what if Bill Gates were here, I would ask him, what is the role of vaccination in the context of personalized medicine? How well are we really addressing the health of the public with one size fits all approach that doesn't fully acknowledge complex systems, right? What is the role of information theory and technology in personalized healthcare? Where should the locus of control for healthcare be? Decentralized or centralized? Right now we're saying we all should go to the government and everyone should be vaccinated versus you having a personal relationship with your doctor about your immune system, you figuring it out. The other research questions are, can healthcare be fully predictive? We're dealing with biological systems that are infinitely complex, right? Or should we not be aiming for resilience in health? And when we go from the paradigm of win-lose dynamics in research to paradigm like Cytosolve, you know, what changes? And do vaccines bypass and short circuit the interferon system? So these are some very, very important research questions we must ask, okay? That decentralized versus centralized is a common theme amongst almost everything that uh, you talk about. Right. Yeah. It's everything, Frank just said. Regardless now, of health. Everything right? that we talk about Politics, comes, comes so, down yeah, to that. Yeah. All right. Let me... Um, take uh, a few questions from people on the uh, people have any questions on the immune system. So we're going to take, give people about a minute um, to any question. I'm just going to choose some people randomly uh, about the immune system. Who has a question about the immune system? Raise your hand. Anything about the immune system? Anyone have a question? So Baba has a question. Go ahead, Baba. What's your question about the immune system? Where did Baba go? Thank you, thank you, thank you, doctor. Yeah, what is your question about the immune system? Thank you, my background is biological science, so it's quite easy for me to understand, and I thank you for that. Excellent, all right. Number two, yep. my only question is very simple. When this was so rampant, and the medical fraternity around the world, be it Hong Kong or Mumbai or Bangalore or Paris or Toronto, why the autopsies weren't done? Why the autopsies weren't done? Yeah, well, you can answer your own question. Why? So who stopped it and who is that responsible for not doing it? Because there might be thousands of doctors like you who practice self-consciousness, you know, yeah, so let, hard. Yeah, so let me, by the way, let me just, uh, uh, thank you very much for your question. Suresh, if you can uh, mute. 
the person, okay? Yep. Um, you don't have to throw them out, just mute them. But let me answer that question. By the way, I don't know if people know the death certificate is one of the most fraudulent documents on the planet. Does everyone know that? The death certificate to answer your question is one of the most fraudulent documents in the world, okay? Um, you, the, you pay a doctor enough, you pay the autopsy people, you pay the government, they can make up whatever death certificate. In fact, in the United States, to answer your question, hospitals were getting $13,000 per each COVID patient. And if you put someone on a ventilator, they were getting $75,000. So hospitals were printing money during this era. All right. That's what was going on. So um, let me finish up the health presentation by just um, because we have a couple of other uh, uh, things that we want to cover. But and I'll come back to this so we can we can talk more about this. But the bottom line is that there are many, many things that can affect your health, okay? And we've just talked about these research questions, right? I, I, I hope now everyone understands the reason Bill Gates didn't want to understand this because he would have had to deal with the fact that the immune system is a very complex system. And when you deal with the immune system, um, you would see there are many, many alternatives to um, immunization, okay? So let me um, go here and I want to share a couple of interesting things that we also talked about um, in 2020 that will also help you guys today even. So first of all, there are epigenetic factors. So if you look at the immune system, you have an input coming into it and you have an output. That's what a system is. So you have viruses. So right now you got viruses, stress, pollution, pesticides, uh, stress like unemployment, family problems, fast food, obesity, aging. These are all inputs into your immune system. If you're obese, that's an input into your immune system. If you're taking fast foods, if you're getting older and the output can be varies. If your immune system is strong and you have a strong immune system, guess what you'll get? You'll get a healthy response. If your immune system is weak, which means your body can take this, even a certain amount of pollution your body can handle, it, it can clear it, okay? It's all about how much, okay? And if your immune system is weakened, you're gonna get heart disease, diabetes, kidney failure, Alzheimer's, insomnia, depression, anxiety, all sorts of stuff can occur. So the common sense of it all is, the immune system is supported by social interactions. We locked up people, that hurt people. It got people depressed, exercise and work. You support the microbiome, sleep, clean air, clean food. One of the discussions we gave in 2020 was loneliness is a molecule. A lot of research has been done that when people are isolated as occurred in the lockdowns as Fauci did, as Trump supported, as Republicans and Democrats both supported, what we talked about here is what you're seeing here is an actual research paper that shows when people are isolated, be it primates, humans, or people, that the body will actually, your genes will actually start turning on inflammatory markers. Your body will create inflammation when it's, if, if you take a human being that's put alone and lonely and locked down, they will actually create inf inflammatory markers. In fact, the research paper showed that is in fact greater than even obesity, smoking, and high blood pressure. Putting people alone, let me repeat that, is worse than obesity, smoking, and high blood pressure. You're better off letting people hang out. I'm not saying people should go smoke and eat all they want and get high blood pressure, but putting people in isolation, and Fauci knew this. Knew this. We're the ones who talked about this, okay? And this is why the reason most people live long is because of what? Social connections. The number one reason people live long 
is of social connections. The number one people live long is because of some type of local wine that they drink, which supports the microbiome. And the number one people live long, third reason is because of exercise. But when you isolated people, you, if, when, you, when people have a chance to connect with people, 50% chance of longevity, 50% increase, you strengthen the immune system, your genes impacted by the loneliness code disappear. One of the things we've created is we created a tool called Your Body, Your System, which helps people figure out how the body is a system and how it works for you. As a part of this back in 2020, we talked about garlic and ginger and green tea and turmeric, vitamin D, vitamin A, glutathione and quercetin and zinc. In 2020, and I'm not gonna go through this right now, but we talked about garlic's effect on the immune system. And I, I went through all the mechanistic pathways. We educated people. We talked about the importance of green tea, the catechins, how they stop the cytokine storm, which are like shock absorbers to the immune system. And we did this in the middle of the pandemic. We talked about the effects of ginger for as an anti-inflammatory, how ginger uh, modulates the COX-2 pathways, how ginger is an antifungal and antibacterial. We talked about how turmeric is very powerful for supporting uh, and modulating the cytokine storm. We went into curcumin. We told people how much they should take. We educated lots and lots of people on curcumin. One of the big videos we did in 2020 without Tucker Carlson's help, without Fauci's help, was we did a video that went out, I think, to 100 million people on vitamin D3. The reason vitamin D3, the reason sunlight is important is your body takes the sunlight and creates vitamin D3, which upregulates a very specific protein called catholicidin antimicrobial proteins. What are these proteins? These proteins have existed for billions of years. These proteins literally blow up the cell walls of bacteria, viruses, and fungi. Let me repeat that again. Vitamin D3, by the way, it's not a vitamin, it's a hormone. It actually will upregulate these proteins called CAMPS, C-A-M-P-S, which blow up the cell walls of viruses. We tell people to stay indoors, right? No and if you're a black person and you're, a, by the way, this is why Bill Gates, that's why we've covered up the sign here, is a white supremacist. Elizabeth Warren's a white supremacist is because they told people to get locked down and get vaccinated. If you're dark like me, I need 15 times more sunlight than you do, okay? You, he only needs to get out in the sun 15 minutes. I need to get out in the sun at least for two hours to get the same vitamin D3 to protect me. So all these dark people were told to be locked down, all right? Think about the racism in that, all right? Think about the racism I'm talking about. The, the real white supremacists are there. We talked about vitamin A. Vitamin A protects your cell walls. The, so the viruses sort of bounce off. Glutathione, an amazing nutrient which supports, you know, the, the cytokine storm. And we also talked about things like quercetin and zinc. By the way, we put a whole protocol together. All of this, we did videos. We talked about zinc. And then before I go to this, let me just explain to everyone that all of this in March of 2020, in March of 2020, all right? In March of 2020, here it is for the world to see once again, and this is the crime that the Kennedys did, the Tucker Carlson's did. We sent a letter to Trump. Look at this letter, everyone. When it is written, Frank? March 23rd, 2020, it is a letter to Trump. And I'm gonna le read the letter to everyone. We sent this out March 23rd. We said this, dear President Trump, from Dr. Shiva Adre, 
Subject, immune health and economic health for America. This is being written in March 23rd of 2020. And after every one of you listening to this letter, if you still want to support Trump, if you still want to support Fauci, if you still want to support Gates, and you still want to follow these grifters, please stop following me. Please, I don't want to be followed by you, okay? This is a letter I wrote to Trump in March 23rd of 2020. It's a dear... Let me see if everyone can see this first of all. Okay. Blow it up a little. Let me share the let me share what we shared. What this is a letter I wrote to Trump, and I know it got delivered because Marla Maples delivered it to him by hand. Okay? This is what the letter says. March 23rd, 2020. Write it down, guys. March 23rd, 2020. Donald J. Trump went right to the White House. It said, Dear Mr. President. And in fact, I did a video interview with Marla Maples. And she said, you know, Tiffany loves you. We all support you. And they delivered this letter to Trump. And in fact, Trump's White House called me back, but they didn't follow anything. The letter says this letter provides your administration a solution to restore the immune and economic health of the American people. This solution can be executed immediately in a low risk and cost effective manner. The current trajectory of Dr. Fauci's public health policy, quote unquote, health policy will result in the short-term and long-term destruction of our citizens' immune health, as well as our nation's economic health, perhaps a conscious and intended goal. Dr. Fauci's policy at best is based on a 1950s, outdated, one-size-fits-all, non-personalized approach to medicine, which is what I just shared with you, mm -hmm. okay? The, immune, the old model of 19, okay? Approach to medicine and public health, and at worst is derived from fake science understanding of the immune system, one which Fauci over five decades has perpetuated and exploited to build his career. There is no need. Then this is coming from an MIT, one of the leading guys in the immune system, me. I said, there is no need to shut down our entire country. Again, March of 2020. There is no need, and no one said it this strongly. Kennedy didn't say this. Did he, John? Did he? I didn't see Tucker Carlson say this. I didn't see Elon Musk say this. In fact, Elon Musk loved the shutdown. He made billions of dollars. Elon Musk wealth grew the biggest during the pandemic. But there was us, our movement, talking about this. And we said, there is no need to shut down our entire country. There is no need to quarantine all of our citizens. The solution herein provides a path. I gave him a solution to advance the immune health of all of our citizens while getting our healthy people back to work now. What was that? By way of background, two important developments in modern science emerged with the conclusion of the Human Genome Project. By the way, they're the reason I'm reading you this letter is if all of you have been listening for the last two hours, you know everything now, okay? Emerged with the conclusion of the Human Genome Project. One, the field of bi biological engineering, a new discipline demanding a modern engineering systems approach to biology, versus the old model of the disconnected parts of the immune system. And two, the need for precision and personalized medicine, the right medicine for the right person at the right time. So I'm telling Trump, this is where modern science is at. And I said, as one of the first PhDs emerging from MIT's Department of Biological Engineering, by the way, that department is based out of this building right here and the building across the street. In 2007, my, my research led to the invention of Cytosol. Today, a proven technology that enables the discovery of new computer models to complex molecular mechanism diseases. Developments like this and a richer understanding of biology now provide us a golden opportunity to create the future by practicing real science and real medicine. The modern science of the immune system, which is what I just shared with all of you guys, informs us 
that it is, by the way, everyone joining, I'm reading a letter that I wrote to Trump in 2020, March 23rd. The modern science of the immune system informs us that it is the overreaction of our own weakened and dysfunctional immune system attacking tissues, cells of our own body that harms and kills versus a virus, be it COVID-19 or any other virus. The unfortunate medieval training that most medical doctors receive does not educate them on this basic science of the immune system. In healthy individuals, the immune system processes pathogens with a natural immune response that is mild and non-lethal. However, in those who have, are immunocompromised, like kids who don't play in the dirt all day, elderly and those with pre-existing conditions, like kids who don't play in the dirt all day, their immune system may overreact. And in the case of COVID-19, attacking lung epithelial cells and tissues leading to hospitalization. Below is a solution that can lead America to a healthy immune system. What I told Trump was organize the American citizens or the world citizens into four groups. Those people who are testing positive for COVID, group one. Those people are hospitalized and critical condition, group two. Those people are immunocompromised, but not COVID-19 positive. And those people are healthy, which is the majority of all of us. By the way, we've, uh, we're back up to 1,200, so we're back where we were before we- No, we were 12,000. We were 12,000, John. Pretty sure it was 1,200. No, 12,000. No, it was 12,000. Okay? It was 12,000. It was 20,000. I have the records. It was 12,000. Okay? So, um, step two. So, what I told Trump to do is number one, don't just lock down everyone. But if you want to care for people, the people are the elderly or the immunocompromised, they're group one, two, and three. Group four is majority of us. I said for the group one people, quarantine them. Give them 400,000 IUs of vitamin A twice for two days. Give them 50,000 IUs of vitamin D for two days. It was a blast protocol. And by the way, this has been talked about in the scientific literature for 20 years. They do this for kids with measles. The viruses bounce off, okay? I said the group two, for people are in group two. Group two are those people. And those are by their group one, those people are testing positive. For group two, the hospitalized and critical condition, I said, do what group one gets, but then add, give them IV vitamin C, intravenous, 100 grams dripped over 24 hours. Again, there was an emergency room doctor who got COVID and he was dying and then they gave him that, but they didn't give it this to everyone else. Then group three, I said for the immunocompromised people who have diabetes and AIDS and type one, type two, I said, do this for them, okay? You know, for the adults, give them 400 IU of vitamin A, 500 IU of vitamin D, again, for a short period, in a month, 1,000 milligrams of vitamin C and iodine. Why is iodine important? Because if your body doesn't produce vitamin A, iodine will support that. And I gave the children's dose. And then I said, for the rest of us, healthy individuals, the, uh, the adults, 10,000 IUs of vitamin, e, vitamin A per day, 5,000 IUs of vitamin D, 1,000 milligrams of vitamin C and iodine. Obviously, everyone should go test, check with their doctors. These are natural vitamins. And for children, I gave a dosage. And I said, back to work and maintenance plan. And I said, in addition to the above protocol, I'm organizing medical doctors across the world who not only support this protocol, but also that food is medicine, as did Hippocrates, the father of medicine. Any citizen who may need medical advice to this solution may also send an email. And I had organized medical doctors. You could send an email address. And we had medical doctors on standby to help people. In summary, we have been led down the path of corporate solutions like by Bill Gates, espoused by the likes of Fauci and Gates, now as we know, and his colleagues at the CDC, so we were calling out the CDC back then. That is not in the interest of the American people. Such policies have led America to the lowest longevity rates, the highest infant mortality rates in the Western world. Finally, concerning COVID-19, 
we should ask, why is it in the third world countries such as Chad and Djibouti, Africa, which have nowhere near the medical facilities of the United States, have only one COVID infection and zero deaths? Okay, because people are out in Africa and we're in the sun. Perhaps it's because they get the right, they get right out of the ground, providing enormous vitamin A foods, and they're out in the sun, working, playing, getting tons of vitamin D. So here's the problem with this. It makes too much sense. And Trump was pals with Eli Lilly and Big Pharma, and he was indebted to them. So well, I'm sure well, he read well, this. Well, it's not only Trump, Frank. Where was Tucker Carlson? No, but this led us specifically. Where, no, no, but where was Tucker Carlson? No, wait, we ran the Fire Fauci campaign. Where was Elon Musk? Where was Matt Taibbi? Where was uh, uh, Rand Paul, a doctor? Yes. Where were all of these guys when we were doing the work? And I was doing video after video after video. By the way, in 2020, I got a call from the White House, a senior economic advisor. He said, Trump is not listening to us. He's blindly following Fauci. Dr. Shiva, please do more of your videos. So we're not here to whine, everyone. We're here to tell you, do you want to follow a real movement for truth, freedom, and health? Or do you want to be sheep? Because look what would have happened if those same grifters who you follow today, some of you, had used their megaphones to support 2020 and, and done that letter. There would have been no lockdowns. But the billionaires wouldn't have made $2.3 trillion. Follow the money. Yep. Follow the money. Let me... Um, I think uh, uh, I want Jill Jones. Go ahead, Jill. Jill, you wanted to really go on on Elon Musk because let's be honest. We had 12,000 people on this Twitter spaces and it dropped down to like 60 people right when we were exposing Musk in the middle of this Twitter spaces right here. Okay, go ahead, Jill. Yeah. Absolutely. Jill, why don't you give us a real analysis of Elon Musk? And Elon, I hope you're listening. I hope you have the fortitude to listen Go ahead. Yeah, absolutely. Because this is really important to um, recognize is that Elon Musk, again, is one of these fake heroes being champions. He's become this false idol for people to worship. He is not going to give us freedom. He's closer to eliminating freedom of thought with his brain chip, Neuralink, than he is to actually restoring freedom to the people. He's um, really vested in his relationship with government. His wealth is dependent on his relationship to government and his businesses. You can start with SpaceX, Starlink, Tesla, and right here to Twitter. So if you look at the economics behind it, the government has really paved the way for his success. He um, he has been bailed out of bankruptcy from the government support of SpaceX, propping them up. He's gotten tons of funding. How much? Well, well so wait a minute, wait a minute. I think you should give the number. He's gotten 5.7 billion. 5.4. Is it five? It's over 5.4 billion dollars from the government for SpaceX. For SpaceX. Yeah. That's just SpaceX. SpaceX alone. And Tesla wouldn't exist without government subsidies. Tesla has received like over 110 subsidies that are worth $2.5 billion from the government. Um, Tesla is only profitable because of their carbon credits. He has sold carbon credits to, to prop up that business. He sold $1.5 billion in carbon credits granted to him by the United States government. So we're looking at somebody who has to have a good relationship with the government in order to operate his businesses and have that success. And the same is true with Twitter. Everyone thinks he made some great investment to give you freedom of speech and he's some kind of hero, but that's that's not the case. Twitter is a great platform for him to market himself, for him to be profitable, and he's not going to close that 
portal that Dr. Shiva discovered in 2020 that he's still will not admit to. It was what December 3rd, where he said in a live that he was going to dig into it, that Twitter would not go against the law or beyond the law. Yet what has he done? He's left that portal open. What is more speech? So with Twitter, here he is. He has Section 230 immunity, which gives this company 10 times its value that it would otherwise have, bringing it up to, what, $50 billion? And it would lose that at least $40 billion in value if there wasn't Section 230 immunity. So Musk is going to do what the government says for him to do. He's going to keep that relationship good. He's going to keep that portal open because his business models of across all these companies are dependent on that healthy, happy relationship that he has with the government. He's going to please them. He's not here for us. He's not a hero and he's a big distraction. These Twitter files are continuously going, getting everyone's eyes all on the establishment, all on these false idols to keep them from seeing what? Seeing our movement, a people's movement, truth, freedom, and health. These fighters, these people who have been here informing people of the truth since the beginning, we're, we are being censored by all these people who show up late to the party because it's fancy for them now to talk about these things. And like people have said before, they're doing limited hangouts. They're censoring us. They're not letting the truth get out because the power of a people's movement is too much. They don't want you to know your power. They don't want you to have confidence in your ability to create change. They want you invisible to the world. Musk is an agent that is misleading freedom-loving Americans back into slavery with his ever-expanding surveillance state, his censorship state. This is all to take away from our movement, from creating this powerful people's movement that will lead us to truth, freedom, and health. Jill, that was very powerful. Look, look the bottom line is this. If you look at what we exposed in 2020, Fauci and the CDC, we did that in 2020. It's all in black and white. And we got it out to 200 million people. Our movement was victorious. We saved a lot of people's lives in 2020. We exposed the government censorship infrastructure in 2020. None of these guys did anything in 2020. And then we are the ones who expose the fundamental election systems issues. I want to bring in Jeremiah because Jeremiah really wants, has been, is Jeremiah here? Jeremiah, do you want to talk about, explain to people what a limited hangout is and the intercept? Go ahead. Jeremiah? Jeremiah, go ahead. Do we lose Jeremiah? Jeremiah, there's no sound from you. You got to unmute yourself, Jeremiah. Okay. Um, the limited hangout is a technique that the that was developed by the Nixon administration, where you tell a little piece of the truth while you hide the big piece. The big piece was the entire censorship infrastructure we discovered. The big piece is a truth about the immune system. It's not pro-vax and anti-vax. You see what they're doing to people? They give you a little piece of it. It's not pro-vaxing, anti-vaxing. It's about boosting the immune system. None of these guys talk about that. We talked about that in the wartime while this shit was taking place. These guys do not talk about that, right? A limited hangout is where you you make it, oh, I'm, I'm anti-vaccine, but you're actually pro-vaccine, <laughs> right? And they manipulate people into this dialectic, but they do not want you to be part of a bottoms-up movement. Is Jeremiah there? I hope everyone's getting this. Our movement has had many, many victories. It was our movement that exposed Elizabeth Warren. It was our movement that did the free speech rally. It was our movement 
that expose Fauci. They don't want you to know about the real bottoms up movement. That is why they make our movement invisible. Okay. That's really the heart of what's going on here at a very deep fundamental level. They do not want you to be aware of this fundamental movement that's taking place, which is having huge victories. They are coming too little, too late, give you little pieces, and then they continue. Does someone want to talk about this guy, Stephen Miller, and what he did? Chris Bradley, do you want to go to him? Chris, how the limited hangout, how they, how they, go ahead, Chris. Yeah, I, uh, I really can't speak to, on the Stephen Miller. Well, let me, let, really let, 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 me, about, let, me uh, let me speak to it because it's important. Okay. Look, we expose the, the, the back end portal back the, the Twitter support portal that's used by government to expose and silence every American, for that matter, everyone in the world, even in Brazil or India, everyone. We expose that in 2020. Then on October 2020, 20, we when we exposed it again to Musk and in December, then the intercept dropped this thing called the limited hangout. They said, oh my God, DHS leaks. Then about a month ago, three, four weeks ago, Stephen Miller, the scumbag who was Trump's press secretary said, oh my God, I've discovered the partner support portal. And he said, give me money. And then Trump said, oh, I will shut down that portal when I become president. Everything is about driving stuff back to them. Okay, that's what this is all about. Go ahead, um, I think, Kristen, go ahead. Yeah, I can speak on Stephen Miller. I remember yeah. when that uh, article was sent to me, uh, you know, lawyers, I forget the name of his organization, but they had filed this lawsuit. Um, they had discovered the portal and I, I I almost lost my mind. I'm like, here, here, you know, I read it and not one uh, citation to Dr. Shiva's uh, Windac Freedom website from 2020 when he discovered the portal in courtroom testimony that has been up and available for coming on to three years almost now. Um, they all knew about it. Uh, and then with the limited hangout, I'll just fast forward to that. Uh, well, this was a little bit before the um, this guy. Uh, but when we can go back to Tucker for a second. So we have the emails up that Dr. Shiva sent to Tucker Carlson saying, hey, Look at this discovery. Twitter has a back uh, a partnership support portal. We discovered the playbooks. This is what they're doing with all social media. It's literally playbooks. Like you can read them for yourself. We were shouting from the rooftops. And then fast forward, Elon Musk buys Twitter. DHS drops this story. They're saying, oh, it's this leak story. Literally, it's all of the information that we have up on uh, the winbackfreedom.com's website. It's up there. It's been up there. Um, but what they do is they just give you a little bit of the truth and then they totally. Um, but but I think, Kristen, it, one of the things you want to mention is that Pierre Omidyar, who oh, owns yeah, the course. Intercept, who owns the Intercept, yeah. is the one who created that censorship infrastructure. Exactly. So that's how insidious it is. So if you look at the diagram, um, part of it is up on, on Dr. Shiva's screen. The censorship infrastructure is funded in large part by this person in the circle um, on the screen is Pierre Omidyar. Omidyar is also a major funder. I don't think the founder, maybe he's the founder, but he largely funded The Intercept. And a founder, he's both. Okay, thank you. I wasn't clear on that. So he's a founder and a funder. And I find it so ironic. It's so in your face that the title of this rag is the intercept they are literally intercepting 
the truth. They're telling you that. It's so in your face. So when I read this article, I couldn't believe it. They quote in that article somebody named Matt Masterson, who is on the diagram, like the full diagram of the censorship infrastructure. Right infrastructure. there. He's right here. Yep. And the way they quote him is they say, oh, you know, Matt Masterson, this uh, Microsoft executive, that may be true, but he's a lot more than a Microsoft executive. If you look at the diagram, it will tell you is all of his actual roles. He's a big component of that infrastructure. So you're going to tell me you interviewed Matt Masterson and that's all you got out of him? Like, they didn't even tell you the whole truth. So um, for those of us, I think over 200 million people or more were aware. And of all these videos, lawsuit. these are all the yep. videos we did. We were like, we had just to kind of go back a little bit during the time that this was all taking place, it was during COVID. So a lot of the court, um, they were allowing to be held via Zoom. So people could Zoom in um, virtually to the hearings. We had like over 400 people in, in uh, one of your courtroom hearings that were Zoomed. And that's, a, that's amazing um, for just you know, during the week, a work day, uh, over 400 people showed up to that. Um, so people were following this. People were aware of it. Um, so it was like, how stupid do they think we are? We're not stupid. We saw it, it was in black and white. And then as Dr. Shiva's scrolling, you can see the email communications with Tucker Carlson. These were back in 2020. You can see it right here. It says, Dear Tucker, I just want a landmark victory for free speech on Twitter. My release is below. If you'd like to talk, feel free to call me. He gives his number. Sincerely, Dr. Shiva. Very nice email. Right above that, there's a, another email. Um, and I remember during the time, it was like any journalist who's serious and wants a Pulitzer Prize would have covered this case, right? At that time, they probably could have won it. Um, it was amazing. But the um, reason, the, the reason, so, so I think... Everyone here, I think the big takeaway, you've learned about the immune system. You've heard Frank talk about as a Republican, how when he broke, they tried to suppress him. When John tried to suppress him, you've heard from everyone here, there's a common theme here. What would you say that common theme is, Kristen? What's a common takeaway here? The common theme is when working people, regular people take back their power and start actually changing the world and being the change the establishment fights back and has to silence them because we're actually going to win if we do that and yeah but why well, who are these people these people are fundamentally guys anti-american they're, oh, anti they're fundamentally anti-american anti-human they're selfish uh and they only care about themselves they literally hate us they actually hate us they'll say whatever they need to in front of our faces but they're not our friends yeah. So I just want everyone to look at this letter. It's written to fucker Carlson and we should call him fucker Carlson. Please don't call him Tucker. It's such a dweeb wasp name, isn't it? Tucker Hunter. Where do they get these fucking names? Okay. You know, it's like Elon, Elon, right? Fuck on. Okay. But anyway, you can see this letter I wrote to Tucker Carlson talking about the discovery of the backdoor portal. I sent him our victory here. And then two years later, Tucker Carlson's interviewing the idiot from The Intercept. And this is what Tucker Carlson says. He goes, this seems like a really important story, which for some reason being ignored. Yeah, you ignored it. This isn't black and white guys. They're treating you like dumb fucks. And the bottom line, I mean, it's in black and white. We sent Tucker the stuff. And he didn't say, Elon also knows about this. Matt Taibbi knows about this. All these people know about it, but they're treating you 
like you're stupid because they do not want you to build a bottoms up movement. They do not. And they know the movement for truth in throughout history. There's typically been in the left and the right or the obvious establishment and the not so obvious establishment. There's never been an independent movement which exposes this collusion until us. And everything that's being done from waiting to talk about Fauci, from waiting to talk about the government censorship infrastructure, from waiting to talk about election systems, if Heather's on, is Heather here? Um, is because yep, we exposed this way up front and it was independent. And if they had, if any of these grifters had talked about us, all the eyeballs would have come to us. They would have become irrelevant. That is why, ladies and gentlemen, they do not want, I mean, we're here at MIT at 11 p.m. on the ground with our banner doing a protest right here. You won't find them here. You will find Robert Kennedy after a million people come up parachuting in on his private jet. Oh, I'm here, Robert Kennedy. Oh my God. And every idiot thinks, oh my God, we need Bobby to build a movement. No, you don't. You don't. In fact, you don't, that guy's, that's a worse guy you need. It's time we build a bottoms up movement. It's time that all of you understood that the good news is that we have a movement, okay? That it's taken me 50 years of my life to put together a framework. And that movement and it's the only thing, the only force on the planet which can heal you on a fundamental level to um, not follow me, not follow Frank, not follow Jason, but to follow you. This is about you. And our slogan is get educated or be enslaved. The Truth, Freedom and Health movement, and we're a global community now, 95 countries, independent. We did this 360,000 people. You had Jill, we have everyday stories here but we have a history of winning. But the fundamental problem we're addressing is there's a lot of information in the world, but just because there's a lot of information doesn't mean people are getting healthier. Two and a half billion people are obese now. 51% of our children feel hopeless, okay? This is what's actually going on. People do not feel happy. 40% want to overthrow their governments. Two and a half billion people are obese, half of them being children. 52% are completely confused on what to even eat. So just because we have lots of information doesn't mean we have truth, freedom, and health. In fact, what's happened is with this ignorance, some of you are desperate, some of you are in the left wing or the right wing, some of you are becoming complacent. And that's precisely where the force of power, profit, and control want you. And fundamentally, what they want you to do is they want you to follow Tucker or Joe Rogan or uh, Alex Jones or Trump or Elon or RFK or all these fools. I don't even want to call them RFK. I just want to call them booby, okay? And they're on the left or right. They're the machinery of ignorance. They're entertainers. They're exploiters. And the only way out of this is for you to get wisdom and get clarity. And the only way you can do this is to learn the science of systems because it will sh show you the interconnections. And why is this important? Because now you become active. You become dynamic. You become organized. You become a force for change. But it requires you to let go of the old. You have to want to be your own guru. You have to want to be the force for change. And for me, separate from inventing email, we've created that system. And that system is this system called Truth, Freedom, and Health. And this system is not just, it involves a course, the same thing you can learn at MIT, playing hundreds of thousands of dollars. You will understand what a system is. You will understand why we need to build a bottoms-up movement. I give you access to books, absolutely included. You will understand how your body is a system. You'll get exposed to events and lectures, you'll become part of a movement with other people. And we want you to get on the ground like we're on the ground here. 
Like we got on the ground with Fire Fauci and we've created tools independent of Twitter, independent of big tech so you can communicate. This is a serious movement. And this movement is about one thing, it's about you. It's not about me, it's about you getting off your butts and having to have dignity for yourselves. Let me go to Crystal. Crystal, you wanted to say something about Truth, Freedom and Health. Go ahead, Crystal. Yeah, thank you uh, for hosting this, Dr. Shiva, and letting everybody uh, chime in uh, where we can. Um, really, the only way out of this nightmare uh, from all these politicians, celebrities, grifters, influencers, whatever they want to call themselves, um, is through that this Truth, Freedom, Health uh, movement. And the grifters don't want us building, growing a bottoms-up movement. It's already built, and it's built and consists of everyday people. Everyday people who don't have, you know, mainstream media ties or even alternative media ties, and they don't want people to know about the Truth Freedom Health Movement because they are selfish. They're anti-human, they want to sell you junk, and they want everybody's eyeballs and ears just to follow them and waste our precious time on this planet. And the Truth Freedom Health Program in, it enables individuals to break free from that current this current system of power, profit, and control. And our movement has always been at the forefront, always years ahead of the curve. Um, and so, since you everybody can go to truthfreedomhealth.com, you can easily see what we're doing. Uh, Dr. Shiva has gone through some of that uh, just now, and there you can see this curriculum that he's built, he's been teaching it for many, many years. It's accessible to all walks of life. Uh, it doesn't matter, you know, what you do. It, it's, it's very easy to understand. He makes it very easy to understand. And it's not just a slogan. Truth, freedom, and health is not a slogan. It, it actually explains how they're interconnected, which is what systems you know, science will change. Yeah, and I think you. one of the things that, Crystal, you remind me of, you know, when I go back to my grandmother, the reason that I got motivated into health and truth and freedom is that my grandmother was a poor village farmer. She could observe Frank's face. She could predict what was going on in her body, and then she'd figure out the right formulation for him. And that system of medicine was called Siddha or Ayurveda. And in that ancient system of medicine, they used three parameters. Um, and the parameters were called Vatha, Pitta, and Kapha, okay? Vatha, Pitta, and Kapha. Very interesting terms. Now, if the average MIT person hears about this, they say, oh, this sounds like some woo-woo shit, you know, just garbage medicine, okay? Well, what I learned was after I finished my PhD at MIT and went back to India, I found out that Vatha, Pitta, and Kapha, because my grandmother would figure out your body, and then different foods increase Vatha or lower Vatha, other feeds, foods increase um, Pitta or lower Pitta, and other foods increase uh Kapha, reduce Kapha, other exercises do that, right? And so the ancient healer would look at your body and figure out what was right for you. Now, what I learned at MIT was in the engineering world, we call things movement, we call it transport, we call things in engineering conversion, we call it the conversion process, and we call the process storage, transport, conversion, storage. When I went back to India on my Fulbright, I found out that transport conversion storage are Vata, Pitta, and Kapha. So think about what I discovered, that the ancient systems of Indian medicine are actually engineering science. And then when you look at truth, freedom, and health, freedom is the movement of information, matter, and energy, like Vata or transport. 
Kapha is a storage aspect, which is no different than your health supporting you, no different than Kapha. And then conversion is the aspect of taking ideas, all sorts of ideas and converting them to truth, which is why freedom is important. So we can all have ideas. This is why it's ridiculous that we got, when we had 12,000 people on, we're thrown off because we're exposing these people. So that's why we've created our own infrastructure. But the bottom line is we have created, number one, a scientific framework for all of you, because without the science, you'll follow these dumbasses all day long. You won't know why. You'll say, well, Robert Kennedy says some good shit. Tucker says some good stuff. Uh, yeah, an idiot could say some good stuff. But when did they say it? Right. When matters. When matters, okay? So it's important. Doctor, even the Nadi science, can you explain the Nadi science? Remember the Ayurveda Nadi science? Yeah, so look, I can do a whole talk on the Nadi. So in the Indian system of medicine, your body is filled with these meridians, okay? Which what the Easterners call. In the Indian system, we call it the Nadis. The Nadis ultimately cross over into what are called the chakra systems. What I discovered in my research in a book I'm writing, the crossover points are actually fascial crossover points. So when we take an engineering approach and we take an Eastern approach and we take a systems approach, we find a lot of value in these ancient systems of medicine. And Frank, maybe you can just move that thing so everyone can see if you two guys can go move that. So as we close this meeting tonight, we'll, I wanna take a few other people, okay? Is that just move it over and then move, move it side to side. You know, we came here to the Bill Gates building. Bill Gates wants to go, just move it over to the left a little bit. Go over that way, go over that way. No, the other way, other way guys, other way. Just move it to the right, yeah. So this is called the Bill Gates building where I'm at. Stop right there, okay, stop right there. And Bill Gates is a white supremacist, he's a racist. He's an obvious one, same as Fauci, because they don't want anyone to talk about indigenous medicines. They don't want you to talk about sunshine. They don't want you to talk about other things you can do to boost the immune system. They want to subjugate white, black, everyone. And so when we came here this evening as a sign of protest, okay? Um, yeah, so let's let's call out this idiot, uh, Chris Murphy. Shiva's grifting here is calling everyone grifters. No, you're a fucking idiot, Chris because you don't have the brains to understand anything about what is a grifter. We've been talking about this from day one. So clearly you're being paid by some fool. So you don't even deserve to be part, part of here, okay? So this is the kind of nonsense we have. And these are the kind of people that are part of not only sheep, but they're actually part of the intelligence network. So off, I'm gonna exercise my first amendment rights. So you have people who don't understand a grifter and the establishment and the real agents of change. We're the real agents of change. And we will be highly critical of all of these grifters. And it's time that you do also. We are very critical. We're not gonna say, oh, Robert Kennedy says some good stuff. No, he waited until October to do a fire Fauci thing. And then he made money off of his book just as Pfizer was making $80 billion, okay? So that's what we need to do. We need to all get smart. We need to expose these grifters, but we need to build a bottoms up movement. And so in commemoration of that bottoms up movement, um, that's why, Ken, hey guys, that's why we renamed the building Truth, Freedom and Health. So when we started this thing, we came down here, we created our own sign, and we are declaring this building the Truth, Freedom and Health building, okay? 
So Snake says he's going to actively expose and destroy grifters. Great. Okay. Awesome. All right. So all these idiots like this guy, Chris, whatever his name was, these are the people who are part of the intelligence network. And let me finish by saying this. It is the intelligence agencies who have figured out how to conceal the truth, how to delay the truth. And whether it's Robert Kennedy, Tucker Carlson, Joe Rogan, who else? Go down the list, John. Tim Poole. All of these people are part of the intelligence network. They actively do this. They know what they're doing. They actively know what they're doing, everyone. All roads lead to Babylon. All roads lead to Babylon. Okay. Well, they're all roads of profit and control, Chris. There is a road of truth, freedom, and health. Okay. So we're not here to give you some downtrodden thing to saying everything's fucked. We're telling you that everything is not fucked because our movement exists. You exist. We've had people on this call now for three hours, 650, 750 people across all media. Now there are 1,000 people on Twitter spaces, right? People are ready. And, and by the way, the, the, the establishment has a whole inventory, has a whole inventory of grifters. Tulsi Gabbard is the next big grifter that Trump may even make as his VP candidate because they know people are breaking from the left and the right. They actually see that. So they're going to act like they're independent, but they're not independent, everyone. They're part of the establishment. This is why we need to mobilize the movement and grow the movement for truth, freedom, and health globally. It is the only force that can defeat the establishment. It's the only force, period. And I say this with all humility. And today is a big victory for us because Bill Gates, the billionaire, got scared of us. We went to his building. He couldn't face an MIT PhD. He couldn't face the people of Massachusetts. He couldn't face the people of the world. He couldn't face everyday working people who've been sitting here for three hours waiting for him because he doesn't give a damn about the truth. And on top of it, you saw how the grifters did it. The grifters were running their own thing, right? Praising Robert Kennedy. Yep. That's what they needed to do because they knew our movement is happening. So what they're gonna do is they're gonna to try to beef up their grifters. And the grifters and the establishment are one. Remember that, the grifters and the establishment are one. So can you guys come back here? So let's just, um, is there anyone else we need to, Heather, do you Doctor, wanna- can, can, I, can I ask? No, no, wait, 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 wait. Can you, no, no, um, Suresh, can you just, um, let yeah. me just, got yeah. that. All right. Um, let me go over to Heather. Heather has been waiting patiently. Go ahead, Heather. Heather, I think oh, you, go ahead. Uh, uh, Gal. Thanks for having me, Dr. Shiva. I really appreciate what you're doing tonight. Um, I'm here to talk a little bit about election integrity. Um, as, as many of you know, Dr. Shiva ran for Senate in, in Massachusetts and in this federal election, the ballots from this election were deleted or destroyed despite a law, 52 USC 20701, if I'm correct, that all records in connection with federal elections must be preserved for 22 months. So this exposed the acts of a government official that affected a federal election. The elections officials have their own interests in mind, not their constituents. So what does that tell you? Um, it also brought into so many questions about the chain of custody and how could the ballot images be deleted if they are to be maintained? Is there a backup? Who's in charge? Where did the ballots go? 
How does a voter truly know if their vote was counted for the candidate they chose? Isn't that what we all really want to know? And why is the process not clear to all of the election clerks? What kind of standards are in place? And is there no penalty for those that do not follow the standards or who engage in these in illegal acts? Um, our movement educated 3,000 communities on how to submit public in 2020. In 2020. In 2020. In yes, 2020. thank you, Dr. Kiva, for clarifying that. Yes, in 2020. We didn't wait till 2023. In 2020, um, and we, we didn't make, and we didn't sell pillows off of it either. <laughs> we didn't. Not a single pillow. Not a single crappy pillow did we sell. Um, and and we weren't doing this for money. We were doing it because it's the right thing to do. You had volunteers that jumped in. You trained us. Um, we learned how to submit the public records request for participating voters and ballots cast data from local election clerks. And then when we learned how to do that, we trained other people. We helped people across the nation to request their data. Um, they would send it to us. We would look and say, eh, that's not even what you need. But we would walk them through the whole process. Um, so we helped them review their data and submit affidavits in Dr. Shiva's federal lawsuit if the participating votes and we lost Heather more often than you can okay. at one state where they, there are 36 counties and 18 of the counties that submitted their data um, we submitted affidavits in your lawsuit I, th I think that I think the big thing Heather is that yeah. we got on the ground and we trained we did. Th thousands of people all over the country and how to make it very simple not with billions of dollars Trump raised what half a billion dollars Absolutely, he did. Yeah. He, but but what did he do to help the, the election integrity movement? Um, he grifted half a billion dollars, and but he has no idea where it went. How does that how does that happen? Um, Trump also endorsed Deal in Massachusetts, who had stated that Joe Biden had won the election, and Trump shouldn't cry. I totally over forgot about that. Milk. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He didn't lock up Hillary. Dirty deal. He signed Operation Warp Speed. Trump extended the Patriot Act, created CISA. Trump didn't. We're losing you, Heather. Okay. All right. I think. I think. I th yeah. I, th I think. So, what's the bottom line, Heather? Well, you know, the bottom line, Doctor Shiva is that the the grifters don't want you to stand up for yourself. They want to keep us down uh, thinking that someone else will solve everything so they can maintain that power. They're selfish. They don't want an independent movement. They despise our movement. And as, as we saw tonight, we'll do anything they can to shut us down. 12,000 people you have in a Twitter space. Um, they're, they're against the working people. Yeah. And I think, I think a lot of, they've trained people by the way to say, oh, that's just a glitch that occurs. And you just have to deal with this bullshit. Whenever a mass thing happens, they have this glitch that kicks in. Elon thinks everyone else is stupid. Yep. Fucking bastard. Okay. So it's time that, uh, thanks Heather, Heather, you know, and Thank our you. team, we literally created a command force and we started training people how to really do this. And then the grifters came a year later and sold pillows off of us. So the bottom line everyone needs to leave tonight with is,
The truth freedom and health movement exists. It is built. It took us two and a half, three years to build this. For me, it's been a lifetime in building. We have education. We have a community. We do, you know, we're getting out here three hours. We've been here and it's time that all of you let go of the false gods, let go of the false prophets and you build the bottoms up movements. We've had um, a lot of very articulate people share their, their background, what they've gone through. Frank is full-time electrician. He's been on the ground putting up signs in the cold. I've been out there with Frank. So any Trumper out there, oh, oh you can't say stuff against Trump. Well, this guy put like 10,000 signs out for Trump, okay? I put out signs for Trump. I gave him money. A lot of you were misled by Robert Kennedy. There's a lot of Democrats who follow Bernie Sanders. There's people who think Tucker, he's an entertainer. Tucker Carlson's actually telling truth. He's an entertainer, for God's sake. So it's really up to you. The movement we've created is for you. It's not for me, it's for you. It's for you to say, number one, do you wanna stand up on your own two feet? Do you wanna join people like us, everyday people? Or do you want to wait for Tim Pool to what, do another video or Joe Rogan? These people are all scumbags. They all hang out at the same restaurants. They all bang the same people. They all bang each other. They literally do. They're incestuous. So we hope this has been valuable. What have we covered today? Number one, we covered the immune system. Number two, we said we need to go beyond vax and anti-vax. Number three, we have a huge victory today because we're here at Bill Gates' building and we've covered up his sign and no one dare do anything. And we've been here for four hours now and Bill Gates didn't show up. And we have all of this recorded. Number four, five, whatever number I'm at, Elon Musk and his crew got so scared of us when we had 12,000 people, they had to shut us down. And we saw it live and the backdoor portal still exists. That alone should be a new video. That should be the whole thing. So all of you out there wanna to go to Twitter files or listen to, just ask one question. Are you gonna shut down the backdoor portal? That's the censorship issue. When it comes down to the immune issue, let's boost the immune system. Forget about vax, anti-vax. It's about let's boost the immune system. And when it comes down to elections, we got to build a bottoms up movement. And please, the next big evil snake that they have coming down the pipeline is Tulsi Gabbard. And write it down, I said that at 11.30 p.m. on January 17th, Tuesday, 2023. The next big scumbag. And they have scumbag after scumbag after scumbag on the left and the right who are created to confuse you. And then they create other people who say, oh, Shiva's grifting like this fool. Yeah, we're exposing the grifters. That's all we've done. And by the way, that dumbass, he should go back to see the flyers that I wrote when I was an 18-year-old kid when I was at MIT. Same thing. I've been exposing these people for 41 years. And now we're creating a movement so the world can expose them. And that's how we're going to win. I see huge optimism. I see victory at hand. And that victory is going to come from you. It's going to come from you, you, you. You, 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 all of you guys, right? And it's going to come from all of you building a bottoms up movement. But you have to let go of the titty. You have to cut the umbilical cord of the grifters and the establishment. And for God's sake, it's easy to call out Mr. Gates. It's easy to call out Fauci. And just like Jesus Christ, it was easy for him to call out the Romans. The real enemies were the Sadducees and the Pharisees. The real enemies are the Robert Kennedys, the Tucker Carlson's, the Elon Musk's, and so on. Okay, that's who are our real enemies. And once you recognize they're the real enemies, it's over because you've broken from the real devils.
The obvious devil is obvious. The not so obvious devil is what today's talk was all about. We challenge Bill Gates, he's the obvious devil. But the not so obvious devils, or what we call the not so obvious establishment, maybe we should call it N N N NSOD. NSOD. <laughs> all right. That's who we want to talk about. And I hope this is valuable. Uh, oh, Nick, did you want to say something? Nick has been a little shy. Go ahead, Nick. Nick, sure, go ahead. Yes. Go ahead, Nick. Yes, I just, yep. Um, what it says you, my mic is on. Can you hear ahead. me? Yep. Okay. I just wanted to say that the Truth, Freedom, Health movement is a gift. We've talked a lot about grifters today, but Truth, Freedom, Health is a gift to the world. And this is a time, this is an idea whose time has come. And people are rising up, they're waking up, realizing that it's not about left and right. It's about the right time. It's about the right um, thing that you say. You say it at the right time and the right action. And that's what I'm learning as a truth, freedom, health warrior myself. And it's so good to be here. This is a victory tonight, talking about um, this movement, how it's, grown, how it's growing, how it's already built and how no one can tear it down. That's the thing. Bill Gates didn't show up. That's not, that, it's a victory. that doesn't really matter. No, it's All a victory for here. It's a victory for us. We chased Bill Gates out of MIT. We put up a truth, freedom and health sign. That's a victory. We have to start recognizing the victories we have. So I just want to let everyone know, 250 million people know about our movement. 250 million people in the world. This is why they have to actively conceal our movement. It's a huge victory. Bill Gates couldn't show up he talks about, oh, I like science. I like talking to scientists. Well, he couldn't talk to an MIT scientist. He's checkmated. He lost. We won. Big. Tucker Carlson lost. He's been exposed today. All of you who saw today, we, we have the documents. We sent him the email. The motherfucker didn't do shit. Robert Kennedy's been exposed today. I'm vaccine. I'm pro-vaccine. I want to vaccinate everyone. I think, John, should we play that again? Okay, we'll play it one last time because people need to understand that last sentence that he said. I'm for full vaccination of all Americans, okay? He wants to vaccinate the shit out of you guys, okay? Everyone. And this is a guy who people think is fighting for you. This is what we call the snake, all right? And this is a snake when I exposed him, said, I own a vaccine company. Are you serious? All right, let's go to the snake, the real snake. Here we go. Let's hear this again from the snake's voice himself. Mr. Farrakhan has asked me to address the issue of vaccines and African-American vaccine safety. I want to start out by saying this, and I want to say it emphatically. I am pro-vaccine. I, I have always been fiercely pro-vaccine. I had all six of my children vaccinated, and I believe that we ought to have policies that encourage full vaccination for all Americans. Let's repeat that again. Vaccinated, and I believe that we ought to have policies that encourage full vaccination for all Americans. All right. So it sounds like he's vax injured. <laughs> doesn't matter what the hell he is. You know, even after he played that, well, did you edit that video? No, there's not edited. That's actually what he said. Is this a deep fake? So, no, it's not a deep fake. Chrissy Lee, wake the fuck up. Okay. Sorry. I have to use hard language because. I see so many people being misled and don't be, especially many good mothers are being misled by this motherfucker. Okay. It's true. All right. 
Dr. Shiva, can I just say anybody who wants to make excuses after listening to that, they're really, they're really asleep. They're lying to themselves. Anybody who says that they're emphatically pro-vaccine and that they want policy for all Americans to be vaccinated and think that's your fighter, you can have him. Because right. I don't want him fighting for me. Right. I, I don't see why anybody would want someone like that leading any medical freedom movement anywhere. It's ridiculous. Well, I think, Crystal, you also, you also shared he has no dignity for women. And you can hear over and over again. All by the way, well, he, he's in Epstein's black book. Yeah, he's I mean, he's in Epstein's black book. So listen, guys, it is up to working people having dignity for ourselves, having self-respect for ourselves. And as Tanya Bolt says, we must end the night. The real solution is to end the 1962 Kennedy Vaccine Act, which was passed by John Kennedy's uncle. Kennedys have been involved in this from day one, just like they've been in liquor, everything, drugs, liquor, go down the list, murder, all of it. So why are we following a Kennedy? He's part of it. Why aren't we following Frank Licata? Why aren't we following Jason Long? Why aren't we following John Medlar? Why aren't we following Ken Fielding? Why aren't we following Chris Bradley? And that's a question you got to have to ask yourself. Why are you so into celebrity worship? Cut it today. Let this be the day that you cut it. By the way, in the Indian calendar, it is one of the most, I didn't even know this, it's one of the auspicious occasions today. It is what is called a harvest event. And it's a new calendar event. It's, I think it's a new moon. It's a, it's a major cycle in the earth. So this is an opportunity for all of you to stop being slaves and become true human beings. Take this opportunity to free yourself. This is not about me. It's not about even truth for the mental health. It's about you taking advantage of the science, everything we've done. Become a truth for the mental health warrior. Join the movement. I just want to let you know every tomorrow, is it tomorrow or day after? Tomorrow, every day, yeah, every, yeah, so we have a orientation tomorrow, 11 a.m. and 8 p.m. Go to vashiva.com slash orientation. Again, go to vashiva. I'll leave this up here. And you can sign up and you can meet some incredible people. I want to thank some, someone just donated $10. Thank you. We'll put it to good use. We use it to create educational work. Fauci must Gates realize that their best move is to hide and their best followers are vaccine injured and dropping like flies. Okay, thank you. All right, everyone, let's grow the movement. Any last things, John, Jason? Well, I'll say that um, these, yeah. these people are um, essentially okay with the truth, but what they wanna do is take the credit to suppress our movement. And they're gonna do that by concealing, delaying. And then when they do release it, they're just gonna plagiarize it. And they're gonna use that as their ad or their, to get their, their views or whatever. And that's how they're gonna make their money. You know, that's all they want is the money, you know, but in it, you know, why they fear us most, you know, why they hate us most. Because you know? we're at MIT at 12 midnight putting up a sign. Well, well, well again, yeah. they hate working people. They're anti-American. You know, what they're going to do is um, uh, try to suppress our movement for that because we're bottoms up. We're independent. You know, we're not going to be fooled. Maybe whoever these, some of these people commenting, we're very few fooled. people, very few but people. Most people get it. We're not going to be fooled. And that's why we're going to win. Yeah. And if you look at history, as we teach in our movement, everyone go to truthfromhealth.com, take advantage of this. You know, I used to try to, I've, by the way, the science that we teach in the movement, I used to teach it at MIT. People used to pay hundreds of thousands of dollars. We made it accessible to anyone. And anyone who goes through the program, you can give it away to as many kids as you want, where you can become a philanthropist. So take advantage of that. But we need to build a bottoms up movement where you become the center, you become the leader. 
I hate this word followers. We want you to be leaders. And that's how we're going to win. And by the way, we're already winning. To Jason, I think the biggest point Jason's making is they are everything they're doing is to conceal us. But they can't. And by the way, a movement like ours hasn't existed in the early 1800s and 1900s when movements came up bottoms up. They created a ways to suppress those movements. And I'll play this closing video that will really explain it best. Let me play this video for all of you. But go to truthforhealth.com, come to our orientation, become a warrior scholar. So let me play this as really something that'll inspire you. We have allowed our country to be taken over from within. And the end goal is you will have a homogenized world where we will become slaves because there is a condition among the elites that really thinks they're better than you deep down inside them that you don't deserve the freedoms you have. They don't. This reality is what people need to wake up to. And we need to all unite working people. There's only one movement that can do that. And that is the movement that we started creating here in Massachusetts, the movement for truth, freedom and health. Look, I've been a student of politics since I was a four year old kid studying revolutionary movements, left wing, right wing. There is a physics, there's a nuclear science to destroying the establishment. To build a bridge, you need to understand Newton's equation. You need to understand the laws of gravity. You need to understand Poisson's ratio. There is a way to build a revolution. And that's why I put this together. My goal is to train a army of truth, freedom and health leaders. We don't need followers like social media, we need leaders, but they, they need training because the educational system does not teach them history, nothing. So in three hours, that's what I've started doing. That's the solution. Wow. We gotta train people. First with understanding what a system is. The second is understanding the interconnection between truth, freedom, and health. Freedom is the ability to move freely, communicate freely, right? Talk freely. Without freedom, you cannot convert ideas, hypothesis into truth which is science. And without freedom, you can't really get to truth. And without truth, you make up fake problems and fake solutions, which means you destroy our health. And without health, which is the infrastructure of us and our body, you can't fight for freedom. Third concept is it has to be bottoms up, working people, people who work uniting. And what the right wing has done is whenever you say working people unite, that must be communist. Meanwhile, they've let the Democrats run unions, which suppress workers, completely corrupt. But when you look at the arc of American history, it's been when working people came up. We need to go local. Every solution I'm coming up with as a part of this movement, we're giving the science, which is the truth, and then we tell people what they can do on the ground. Like with election fraud, you don't need to wait for some lawyer. Our goal is to train people, Dave, to go local, to go local, to go local, fight locally. Forget lawyers, forget politicians, forget celebrities. You've got to learn politics, and there is a science to it. They lock us down, we should be ready to shut them down. And the fourth part of this principle is a not so obvious establishment. So when you look at a system, there's always something that disturbs you from getting to your goal. Well, the biggest disturbance is a not so obvious establishment, which are those people who claim they're for you on the left and the right. The Al Sharptons who tell black people I'm for you. The Tucker Carlson's. Do you think any true anti-establishment person will ever be on Fox or CNN? I don't think so. They both mislead working people back into the establishment. Without this solid understanding of political physics and theory, you're screwed. You're going to follow on the, the left wing, Bernie Sanders. Oh, he said something. Or Robert Kennedy. Scumbags. Or you're going to follow, you know, some right wing talk show host. They're not going to lead us to liberation. It's us. And that political physics, it's a nuclear science of change. Bottoms up. We have to organize to understand that 
there is people who talk a good game and then look at what they actually do, left and right. I'm sorry, Sean Hannity may say some good things, but I don't see the urgency in his voice to get something done. And it can only come when you weaponize yourself with the right knowledge. You need to be able to identify a rat. You know, Christ didn't go after the Romans, right? It was the Pharisees and the Sadducees who screwed him up. His own, quote unquote, people. And that's where we're at. So these four concepts I've built into a curriculum. People can go to vashiva.com and it's an educational program. We need to train people in political theory. You need to have physics. And I've created that curriculum. People need to get educated. We need to get educated fast. And within a half an hour, an hour, I can teach people two years of MIT control systems. I teach people those concepts. Then I apply it. Anyone can understand it. And then you say, oh, I got to build a bottoms up movement. They have to get politically astute and then they have to go locally and act, not sit there on social media. They have to act locally, defy locally, be, do civil obedience locally, but with knowledge on how to build a movement. And the Senate campaigns expanded to the movement for truth, freedom and health, and they can find it on V as in Victor A. Shiva, vashiva.com. So people can sign in, they can get access to a bunch of videos. If they want to take a course and become a truth, freedom, health leader, I offer a full scholarship there. But we want people to make a commitment that they'll study, that they'll get certified, that they'll go do activities on the ground. So go to VA Shiva, Victory America Shiva, VAShiva.com. Valuable as it was for me in sharing all of this and everyone here. I want to thank Frank and all the different speakers who were here and all of you for attending. But please um, come to the orientation. Uh, go to truthfreedomhealth.com. But recognize the only way out um, is, is our movement bottoms up. And if anything, you've learned that the grifters are the other face of the establishment. You know, for every uh, Bill Gates, there's a Robert Kennedy. For every Anthony Fauci, there's a Tucker Carlson. And both are the enemies of people, and we need to build a bottoms-up movement. We need to have dignity for ourselves. TruthFreedomHealth.com. Be the light, and have a very um, good night to all of you. Okay. Thank you. Be well. this